Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh... Occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we edged him out, we beat him, so it's all good. Uh. All right, boys and girls, this is going to be episode 255 of the Black Flag Podcast. As always, I am Charlie Sanborn. To my right is Bradley Saucier. And directly across the table from me is Bobby Timmons. Uh, together, we're at Black Flag Pod on all things social media. And uh, this is Atlantic City Weekend Prep. Uh, got a good little show coming to you folks right now. Have a couple of guests, sounds like we're going to have on here. A couple of names that you've heard of before. One seemingly a pretty big bully. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, uh, are you just going to call him right up? Yeah, I think that we're, we uh, told, told him six thirty. Asked for a nice seven o'clock phone call, and I was like, "No, we have we have two guests. There's not much to talk about. Not a lot of racing going on around here. Obviously, we got Atlantic City to talk about. We wanted to talk to a driver that might be competing. Allegedly, I think he is, um, but also I don't know. Last I heard that uh, he, he might not be. So we're gonna find that out. We're gonna uh, talk to Mike Christopher Jr. The 2022 Black Flag Podcast Episode of the Year winner. So we're gonna. We're going to get resident set of staff bully. Yeah. Hmm. Episode of the year resident bully. As we alluded to here, uh, we got a, a pretty good, a uh, big name around here. Someone the who fucking non <laughs> who Brad uh, mentioned was our 2022 show episode guest of the year back in 2022. Uh, it's uh, somebody who uh, bullies us all around quite a bit. Uh, this is uh the guy that Max McLaughlin Jr. took a shot for in Florida one time, and this is uh, the one, the only Mike Christopher Jr. How goes it, pal? Uh, I am Jr. <laughs> <laughs> you are Jr. Did he take yeah, that I'm shot for that. you after he wrecked you at Atlantic City or before? Um, uh, I think that, I whole, that was the that. whole reason for the shot. I, yeah, I, I think, think he wrecked you. At, yeah, yeah, he wrecked you at Atlantic City and then took a shot for you yeah. at. Uh, which now looking back on it doesn't really make much sense. He probably should have bought you the shot, but mm. I don't know that you would have had the theatrics that he did. I don't know who paid the bill, but someone there paid for a lot of my shots. Probably Marcus. Oh fuck, that <laughs> was, Brad. That, that was my six hundred dollar night at, at yeah. Beachside Tavern. I think that was the night where we were all going up there ordering like twenty at a time. Mm, yeah, yeah. So shout out to you guys, whoever that was, Marcus <laughs> and Brad, for doing that. Yeah, yeah, that was be- definitely both of us. Uh, gonna try not to do that again this year. So I'm thinking hopefully. back, you know, show of the year 2022. I'm like, man, that was that was a while ago. And now I'm I, I haven't really done much since then. I gotta get back and winning races, bigger well, races. You should try racing something this weekend. Is that gonna happen, dude? Honestly, I hope so. Okay, so, break break the news here because that's why we're having you on. It's AC week. I I got the I got the call to drive it. Uh, Tuesday of last week because he was planning on selling it and he didn't want to go to Allentown regardless is what he told me so this is, I this is Trey, this to, for just for our listeners this is Trey Hoddick that owns uh, the car that you've been driving indoors in the car that Scott's uh, Cruder drives yeah correct uh, they're out of Buffalo um, and we, obviously we had success with it and I don't know um, I don't know the inner workings of it of it all but he wanted to get rid of it and so I'm like, all right, man, just, you know, if you don't sell, sell it, let me know. And he, he promised me, tell me that if he doesn't sell it. But, um, you know, Allentown went by 
And then uh, a couple weeks or, you know, whatever, until last week, he called me on Tuesday and was like, yeah, I couldn't get it sold, so we uh, we want to go. I'm like, okay. I mean, I want to race too. No, you know, it's just figuring out sponsorship dollars. And then the hard part and what I'm getting to here is the tires. So they, uh, I, I got the sponsorship pretty quickly. I got some pretty loyal people that pay, pay towards it, and it's nothing crazy. But um, I called Hoosier Tire East, you know, out of Connecticut. They didn't have the tires. They're also to Hoosier Mid-Atlantic, which is out of Maryland. And uh, so we got that squared away. Actually, they didn't even call me back until a day later. So now we're talking Wednesday, Thursday. Um, I'm like, I got to get the tires up to Buffalo before they leave on Wednesday um, because they like to have it all mounted up, you know, scuffed, uh, ready to go before they before they leave so long story short the uh tires got picked up today and they are hopefully making it there by three o'clock tomorrow damn wow so, All right. so no minute like the last right <laughs> yeah so I, you know it so, goes with everything too i got stickers ready all that stuff but so I, i'm hoping it happens so for indoor prep how like how many tires are we talking here three sets so, holy shit okay that's actually not that bad in, in the way compared to what it used to be yeah yeah, you're not allowed Did to you're not allowed to tire prep anymore. So you have basically two compounds of right rear. Um, you put the harder one on for the main event, but other than that, like back in the days of tire prepping, it was like just like go kart racing. Yeah, yeah. You needed fucking oh, it's three size. degrees warmer today. Uh, let's have these tires punching five points softer. Yeah, we all know who killed that TQ division, and that is the one and only Ted Christopher. <laughs> He did have whether the biggest was, fucking GSXR 750 motor I've ever seen in my life. Whether it was doping tires <laughs> or buying the best engine out of some guy out of Texas or, you know, the best of best shocks, he he, uh, he definitely outspent everyone. And now everyone's at that level. Uh, it's it's pretty expensive to go TQ racing. But luckily, you know, I can just show up with tires. And when Trey has a good, a good um, you know, good car, so... But yeah, going back like 2010, 2011, when Ted was really dominating that, uh, he he made a lot of money and he loved spending money on racing, and uh, he had no problem spending uh, gobs of money for two, three races in the winter. Those were some badass fucking cars he was putting together back in that era, though. And he had two different cars at one point, and if I remember correctly, they weren't even close to being the same, and I'm pretty sure he won with both of them. I wish I knew. I'm sure I, rem- I remembered. I-, I was just there for trophies and hanging out. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> yeah. well, He's cool. Ice cream. We-, we wanted to. Uh, we wanted to have someone on that was racing in AC. So if you actually, if it doesn't end up working out and you don't get to go race, we're actually just not going to put this up to the masses. But uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks anyways for your time. Um, no, th- this asshole, right? So I texted him yesterday and I'm like, hey, like, you want to come on the show? And he's like, can I ask why? I was like. What do you mean? Why <laughs> are we bothering you? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm glad that you got your dinner in before we uh, gave you a call. Yeah, I, I whiffed it down. We're, we're good. I um, just the you know, racing indoor stuff, is, and not even like racing it. Racing, it's not even racing. It's okay. You know, it's fun. You know, it's it can be frustrating, but those in, indoor cars are just. There's so much fun to just drive. You go out there and practice. It's just a blast. Yeah, this so, is this it, is how Mike explains it to me. I, I forget if it was Atlantic City two years ago or Syracuse or whatever. Mike just looks at me after practice. Bobby, you got to try one of these out someday. And I'm just like, oh, 
Really? No shit, Mike. What a novel idea. I would never even thought of that. Of course I want to fucking drive one. It's a mini super modified. Yeah, they are a blast. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that that carrier gets there in time and, you know, everything works out. But um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's a ton of fun, especially when you get get to hang out with uh, people that you don't really see that often. That TQ community knows how to get it done at uh, the various casinos and bars at Atlantic City, so it, it's always fun. Have we uh, we brushing up on our skills to make sure we don't shut the motor off in the middle of the straightaway again? <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm never going <laughs> to yeah. forget about that. You bounced your own face off the steering wheel, wrecked half the field, and kept going without missing <laughs> without even missing a beat. <laughs> That's the thing too. I, I wasn't in it in Allentown, and um, you know, I, they're also difficult. They are a ton of fun to drive, but you know, well, I guess it doesn't really. Never mind that it's difficult because that that kid last week at Allentown just hopped in it, right? That's what I heard the story was. Well, we won't. He did his Tanner Van Doren first time in when he did win, but the top three did clean each other's uh, clean themselves all out. So he had he won with a fourth place car. We don't let facts yeah. get in the way of good story though. But I heard, yeah, the car just showed up and they they wanted to they had it registered, but uh, Salmon said, you know, you can't have the car registered without a driver, so they just. You know, put the kid in it. Yeah, and so it turns was, out he was fast. So that was the Rick Cluth, uh, Jeff Ulrich, Pudding Gang. It was my understanding that they had four cars there for two drivers, Anthony Cecily and Matt Swanson. But you cannot do what, like you just said, and you can't practice multiple cars. So they put Van Doren in one and Dougie Sterling in the other. And um, Swanson's his car broke or blew up or something, so they pulled Sterling out of the other car and put Matt in it, and then left the Tanner Van Doren kid in it. And obviously, it paid off because they won. I mean, that's that's insane. Like, they're they're difficult to drive. Uh, I mean, I always I always felt like with my driving, I I, I take a while to learn stuff, um, and it was very apparent in the TQ stuff. I think the first time out there, I was you had to scroll all the way down um, <laughs> the race monitor to find my name, and it's like, man, what what are we doing here? <laughs> We're just wasting money, you know. And for that kid to go out there and just you know put it top of the charts or somewhat close to it and then eventually win you know no matter how the circumstance goes it's that's fucking impressive and that's like uh as a driver it's like damn what what is this kid doing what's he got what kind of talents he got you know behind the wheel it's uh that's something that that you question sometimes when someone just hops in a car and does better than not only you but everyone out there it's like i probably i proved that i couldn't do that but this kid did it's like when people always like bitch about other guys going and buying rides. It's like, well, if you buy the ride, you can buy the ride, but if you yeah. if you drive it like shit, you you're gonna do saying like you're it, not yeah. gonna be able to keep driving it. And it's like I'm not saying that he dro- he bought the ride, obviously, but he just jumped in it and fucking went out there and dick stomped everyone his first time ever out there. It was pretty. It was I mean, pretty impressive. And even though like I did kind of, I wasn't trying to discredit him. He he still put himself in fourth place. Like he yeah. there was he was still in front of twenty something other cars when the top three all wrecked. So um, yeah. you still got to be good enough to put and, yourself in position to get lucky. And that's another thing too. It's obviously Ricky and, and Jeff put together really fast race cars. I don't know what the hell was wrong with Cecily all weekend, but you know, they're usually fast with, with he just had shit luck. I mean, I, I didn't really get to pay attention too awful much cause you know, we had going on, but I got up to watch one heat race and he got absolutely just stuffed in the wall racing for the lead in the heat race. And, and you know, the deal, I mean, it puts you so far behind for the entire weekend. If you have to go in through the B you're starting 16th or worse in a 30 or 40 lap a main that, if there's no caution, a 40 lap A main will be done in two and a half minutes. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a whole nother thing about indoor race and coming from 
SKs or even modified. So you you know Stafford is based on a handicap system. So if you're in if you're into points, all you got to do is make it in the you know the heat race and you're in the show. You know it's it's simple as that, and it's even easier tour racing. You know not enough cars show up, so everyone makes a show, but it's based on qualifying and whatnot. And you just start straight up. But those those indoor cars that's a whole different game for me. Like it's more so like dirt racing where, you know, not everyone makes a show. You got to go through these qualifiers, uh, hopefully, you know, B main, um, there's Friday night shows and last chance races, all that stuff. So it's different and it's fun. Uh, I like that side of things too. Hopefully you don't have to get, you know, stuck in all that shit. Um, but it's, you know, you get your money's worth. Well, not really, but it's, uh, you race a lot. And I, I just say all that, and then I get back to thinking, so I've said on this show before, sometimes I'll run out of shows to listen to at, at work. I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I'll go back and listen to our show from a year ago as like a refresh. And I listened to our post-Atlantic City show last year, <clears throat> and you flipped into the fence in your heat race and then started 55th in the B main, won that, and then almost damn near won the feature on Saturday. So maybe everything I just said about getting wrecked in a heat race puts you so far behind. You kind of made that seem like a lie. Well, you, you said it in the in what you said earlier. It's a lot of luck, too. You could have bad luck and you can have good luck. You know, when you get stuck behind the eight ball, the odds are not in your favor to, to have a good day. But, um, you know, it goes back to luck and having good lanes. But also, you know, like we talked about with Trey's car, he obviously has a puts together a good car for for racing. And, and same for with uh Ricky and the uh, the kid Tanner. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a stout race car. So you got to make your own luck. You got to have some given to you know, um, some luck given to you. But that's all part of any kind of racing. You know, it's just exaggerated in that TQ stuff. Yeah, the indoor racing. I say it every time I get back on here after going to an indoor race. It's heart it's heartbreaking headache ninety eight percent of the time. I feel like. Yeah. The um, and then going from you know the highs of it like i'm i'm looking forward to this more than any other year well you know pretty still pretty new at it but coming off of atlantic city like that was that was a good weekend you know we had fifth and then third um for for the features friday saturday it's like i want to get back in i want to you know try and compete for wins again but you know you never know what could happen you try to put yourself in the best situations the best positions so that you can do good but um it could turn out bad but you just that's the name of the game i guess yeah it sounds like you could show up to atlantic city and the car could show up but there won't be any tires Mm. (laughs) dude (laughs) i'm just waiting i just want it to be tomorrow i want it to be tuesday at seven o'clock and i want to know if they got there i want to know that they did get there is that is that something that like they don't bring tires to the track that you can buy is that not a thing I don't really know. I think they had they, they, they had some at Allentown, but it didn't look like many. Much, yeah. And like Mike said, if they weren't planning on racing, they wouldn't have bought them at Allentown. Plus, right. Plus, that's got 13-inch tires on it, right? That doesn't even have the 10-inch tires like most of the guys are running now. Yeah, the tall ones, tall tires. I assume that those are made just for that, right? Or what else would those go on? Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'm just hoping they get there, man. <laughs> so, okay, does, driver. Does, your, right. does your whole weekend, uh, obviously driving-wise, depends on the tires, but are you just not going to go uh, anyways, even if you uh, don't get to drive? I don't know. I mean, I get hotel rooms for free from Frank Ru- Frank Rocco. He owns the Ocean. Um, you know, he's, he's raced Stafford for many years, but he owns that big hotel and resort casino whatnot so 
the rooms are free. Uh, you know, travels, whatever, but I don't know. I, I couldn't even, I, I equated to this. I had so much fun TQ racing last year that when Trey told me in, uh, you know, October, November that he was selling the car, he's not going to Allentown. He doesn't know about Atlantic city. I couldn't even watch the videos that Tom put up because it's, it's just, it's so much fun. You want to go out there and, and race, um, that I don't know if I can just show up there and watch, but I've been told that it's way more fun to just be, you know, drinking and whatnot. But that's a whole nother thing. How much does he want from the car? I'll buy it out from underneath you before tomorrow. <laughs> that that may have to be the conversation. Uh, I don't know what he. I don't know what he's going to do, but um, you know, I'll have to ask him. Put him. Put me on a pl- on a payment plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so. I can. I can attest that the drinking and just uh, going to Hooters and showing up right before the green flag for the heat races is pretty fun. <laughs> So we'll see, but <laughs> seems a lot guys, less stressful uh, that way. You guys planning for New Smyrna or what? Does a uh, does a one legged duck swim in a circle, Mike? It's <laughs> <laughs> called stagger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Sauce and I are going. Um, I guess that's a good little tran- uh, transition period. Uh, you you broke some news this week. You're going to be driving for Tommy Baldwin in some open shows. So talk about that, and does that include anything going on in New Smyrna? Uh, nothing at New Smyrna. He, you know, he texted me like a month or so ago. He said he wants to do that open show at, at Stafford on that uh, that Wednesday night show, um, and then Seacock we'll or of, Stafford. Uh, Stafford. They're doing a Wednesday you know, night we, show. When we don't. Yeah, we don't race on Friday because they have Cletus uh, there. Oh yeah. Okay. So they're putting on an open show on Wednesday night, and I think it's like twelve or fifteen thousand to win. Oh, shit. Um, so he said he wants to show up to that. And then anything else is kind of play it by ear. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I tried to call him actually like an hour or so ago, but he didn't answer. Um, well, if his cell phone's like Luke's, he doesn't have service. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys ran into that problem when he called you, right? That was yeah. awful. It was absolutely horrific. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Um, that Wednesday show will be good. Um, you know, anything... Uh, anything I do with Tommy is great. Even seeing that he wanted to do that show, even if it's only a couple shows a year, it's like for him to be putting me on his schedule and, you know, planning to do some races with me. I'm just more than thankful for the past four years that he's, uh, or three years, whatever that he's given me to jump in his stuff. You know, without, without him, I'd probably still just be, um, known for racing Stafford and, and that's about it. But he's brought in, he's allowed me to, you know, jump in his car and race tour races and open shows and go out to, you know, different tracks around the Northeast. So, um, if I get one race, if I get three races, uh, I don't care. Is it, you know, I'm, I'm happy with racing for him in general. Talking about, uh, being known for, you know, racing Stafford and doing SK things. Talk about, uh, this, this past year, uh, a lot of ups and downs and, uh, bring us through basically just, uh, some of the things that you remember from it. Oh man, Mem- you bring up memory with me, man. I'm not your guy. Anyone that knows me knows that I have a terrible memory. I I, I really don't know why. Um, I don't think I hit my head much. Um, <laughs> but it's just bad. Like when people clue me in, like to um, a situation that I'm trying to remember, and they give me little clues, then I'm good. But I just can't pull that thing out. So I'll do my best, right? Um, do you remember not wanting to be friends with Brad and I in 2020? 
See, I don't remember that ever. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it, it, it clearly. It stowed away somewhere in a filing cabinet up there, but um, yeah, Bob, I, I think I choose not to remember that memory. The, it's in the first drawer of Bob's filing cabinet. <laughs> Our memory may have been jarred by the fact that you and I were both celebrating the fact that we won that night and we were drinking heavily, so we'll blame it That's on that. That's right. We got those, those Sonoka checkered flags. You did pick right up on that the other night when we were in Discord. I got So my, yeah. my iRacing set up the Discord camera. I have my Sonoka flag hanging on the wall behind me, and first thing Mike says, is that from Thompson World Series? <laughs> it sure is, bud. I got the same one as you. You know it is because it's got, you know, like you said, 30 layers of flag to it. It's so heavy. It's really? so heavy. They they like made one layer and then sewed another layer. So it's two flags because it's got the Sunoco. Yeah. It's like way too heavy. And then they put a little tiny, like three eighths or half inch dowel. And I remember Craig Lutz won the NASCAR race, uh, tour race that weekend, and his fucking broke during actually, the victory lap. Actually, you say that. the When I won at Oxford, it was the same Sunoco deal, and yeah. I smashed the roof, and it fucking just disintegrated in my hand. <laughs> uh, sorry to derail that. Yeah. Back to back to this year. So, um, let's see. Um, I mean, we got two wins. We fought, for, we fought for wins at the end of the year, which I feel like we always do. The biggest thing we had a problem with um, last year – uh, you know, 23 was, uh, motor problems. Uh, my old man builds the engines. He takes a lot of pride in building the engines himself. Um, not only for the reliability, uh, that he's, uh, had throughout the years, but also the power that he brings, but more so that he can do it for cheaper than anyone else pays for an engine. I think that's what drives him the most. Um, but we were lacking on power big last year. Um, and that kind of drove him insane to to the point I think it was, I don't know, August, uh, July, August, something like that, where he pulled the engine out. He brought it to uh, Pettits to put it on the dyno, and he spent I think two or three days there just um, making pulls on the dyno uh, and just you know learning and changing this, changing that to make a little bit more power. And uh, when we finally put that thing back in, it was uh, it, we were good and we were competing. We always had. I could always get through the turn pretty well. Um, other than when we had off nights on tires, which is a whole nother discussion. But, um, you know, when we were, when we had uh, good power and we had, you know, the right tires on the car, uh, you know, new stuff, it was, uh, we would compete. So it, it, it always comes down to us getting better at the end of the year. And, you know, that's what we did. We did have that one win in, in May or June or whatever, but, um, from there until when we started picking it back up, it was it was dreadful, uh, to say the least. Well said. <laughs> I, was, I, I, thought, I, I see, thought Bob was about to pull another question out. I there. can see Bob is on Patreon. Uh, so um, yeah, there's a lot of questions, and none of them have to do with Mike. So that's fun. Uh, there is one. <laughs> there is one question for you, Mike. And we did touch on it a little bit. Uh, Tyler P wants to know if you've continued your bullying ways of us, or have you turned over a new leaf? You've been pretty nice to us lately. I'm sure uh, this weekend will change that. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I love it. I love busting balls like that. It's, um, but I, I, I think I've been a lot better to you guys, but you, you know, it's always going to, it's always lurking there. I could pull one out. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget. Away. I think it was one of the two or three times ago you and I went to Stafford, Brad, and I'm walking through the pits and Mike's like, Hey, you don't belong here. <laughs> Talking to me. I was like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> It's it's always little subtle ones, but um, yeah, they uh, they're ones to remember. 
Yeah, nothing nothing more traumatizing than when you walk up and the the greeting is just grabbing my stomach and you know, <laughs> be like looking like you're putting on some weight or something like that. It's like, oh yeah, good. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. And anytime you bullied me, Mike, I'm just gonna fire back with I'm undefeated against you in my life. We've only raced once and you fell out and I didn't, so Wait, when was this? When you drove that yeah. super modified at Waterford and put a hole oh, in the, yeah, put yeah, a hole yeah. in the radiator about halfway. Dude, those things are a ton of fun too. I mean they take that that goes back to just you know what we talked about about jumping in a car and and being fast. Um, that that if I were to do that again, it would take me a couple of times. But you know, Waterford, I I don't know if you you would probably know this better, but is Waterford more, uh, I guess demanding and and needs a lot more, um, I guess balls to race it compared to other tracks because that place is fast yes because you're on throttle time is so long i mean you're you're off the throttle for 20 percent of the corner maybe um and if you can't get it wide open you're just you're going to be slow it's very it's a fun track because you can go anywhere with it um i've passed cars on the apron i've passed cars in the third groove it's my favorite racetrack to go race at in a 350 super um but yeah, you got to you got to have your shit right too. I mean, that's they're they're a big go kart. You know so like if you if you break your momentum for any any reason, you break your momentum, you're screwed. So I was I felt okay with it, like just driving around. And actually, at one point during the race, we had a green flag run, and I was kind of by myself. And the um, I just thought to myself, I'm like, this is so much fun. I'm having so much fun uh, just driving around. You know. You got to put a lot of trust in the wing and whatnot. But I was going to say what screwed me up the most was the initial green. We went into turn three and they were like, they were three wide or two, almost three wide in front of me going into three. And one of the guys in front of me just took a hard right <laughs> and clobbered the fence. Like when happened. I saw this guy, he just disappeared from my vision <laughs> in a split second. And I'm like, if that happened to me, I wasn't. I wasn't very safe in that thing, to be honest. It's, you know, it's not like it had a, a full containment seat. The headrest was behind my eyes. The belts weren't really t- together too well, but I'm like, you know, fuck it. We'll just, uh, you know, hope Sa- for the best. <laughs> Safety fit. When I, when I saw that guy hit, I I hesitated probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's, uh, I, I'd be hurt. I'd be very, very hurt. That, that, was, that was tough. So the kid's name is Jason uh Phillips, wicked nice kid. He was doing a rental ride deal similar to Mike's deal, uh, probably the same car owner actually. And uh it's it's a tour, so they don't care what your experience is. Uh well they used they they started paying a little more attention after that night, but uh it could be your first night and if you hit the handicap and the redraw and you redraw pole, cool. Like if Mike had drawn pole, you'd have started on the pole that night. And uh he was a little nervous before the race and they have the racing with Jesus guys are always there. And I, I, I don't know the guy's name, but wicked nice guy anyway. And me and Johnny Burke, the series owner, we were talking about something else unrelated. And uh the racing with Jesus guy comes over and says, man, you, you really think we should let him start on the pole? Like he's real nervous. And Johnny's like, ah, fuck God. it. He'll be fine. Baby, you know, baby or uh, mother bird's got to kick the baby out of the nest. Eventually. And the guy didn't make you it too trauma as the nest fell out of the tree. He splattered all over the fucking ground. He come out. of. He started on the pole. Like I said, he come out of two. That thing did a wee woo and it hung a right and cleaned out like three cars. And they all hit the fucking wall wide open and plane crash. Like always <laughs> sparks flying <laughs> shit everywhere. It was, Dude, it, was it, it was a red flag. I got out and took a piss in the end. <laughs> <laughs> it took so long to clean up. Oh <laughs> uh, fuck, that's not funny. Yeah, so but. when I saw that, I was like, 
yeah, I don't know about all this. I, I think I'll just back it down a little bit more. <laughs> it, it usually has to be a pretty good wreck to get someone's attention that's also in the race to be like, maybe this isn't a good idea. Because <laughs> we're all fucking stupid at the end of the day anyway for doing it. So if it gets you to that point, you're like, well, this this probably isn't I, I that didn't safe. Know, I didn't know the guy was asking for a bunch of prayers before the race. <laughs> the guy said amen. And he was like, can you, can you give me another one? Said, you know, like, can we double up on that, please? Yeah, those guys are those guys that guy's at every race and and i'm not religious at all but i uh, i do say a prayer with him every race as well just in case <laughs> you know what he said you know what the driver said at the end of it he said make it 20 <laughs> he gave uh, me 10 make it 20 you go, are you going to new smyrna at all i don't think we even touched on that are you going to come party at all or no nah, no i don't blame you smyrna. yeah i know oh, I, I i went Jesus. there i don't know i just i um when i went there that was my first time going there and we ran the week and we ran the tour race and I'm like, I got to come back here every single year and I haven't back, been back since. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> Make it 20. That, that does seem like a, a, a very long week. Uh, if you're, if you're there participating, I had a good deal for that, for that one year. Like obviously I'd go down there with Tommy and that was all set. And, you know, in terms of sponsorship and paying for that. And then the, I ran it weekly with the PSR guys and that was kind of like easier on sponsorship. Um, you know, just tires to get down there. Um, you know, if I found some kind of deal like that again, which I bet is out there, um, I would love to, but you know, to go down there on with your own stuff. Um, we've, we've thought about it, but it just hasn't come into any kind of fruition. We kind of, we went through, uh, some shit in October of this year. We actually had to leave um, the shop that we were at that, um, you know, runs the transmission business, but we're also where we ran the, the race shop out of. So we had plans uh, probably at the end of, you know, like August, September of, of racing season to like, Hey, maybe we can get a car together and we can go down to New Smyrna if we find sponsorship. But once the shit hit the fan in um, late September, October, uh, it, it was all focused on, on the business and, and moving the shops and whatnot. So, um, that was, uh, that was one thing you probably, you guys probably don't know about. Nope. News oh, to all three was, of us. We actually all, you... we all just looked at each other with the, the kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah. Look? <laughs> I, I don't know if it's all right to bring up, but if you want to, uh, you know, touch on that at all, it, I'm sure we'd like to have that information in terms of what you went through. That sounds uh, like a story. Yeah, we, we got we got nothing but time and and winter months, so we're not talking about racing, right? Might as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Open up to this it. is Let's the Mike. This is the Mike Christopher show featuring BFP. So yeah. have, take take it away. <laughs> and so, um, I mean, not to get into too much detail, but basically, um, the the transmission shop was taken over by my dad and Quinn uh, when Ted died, and they ran the business, you know, ever since. My dad did, you know, all the work, and Quinn was there too because, you know. Uh, you know, it's her business technically. For yeah, those that don't know, that Quinn was Ted's wife. Yeah, it, yeah. it was my understanding that she was kind of like the bookkeeper slash office person, and then your dad was kind of taking over doing the hands-on stuff, like you said. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on with that. And um, it it kind of um, ended uh, opposite from anticlimactically. 
so climactically. Is that is am I, I don't know, am I, I saying that right? I think you nailed think it. So. Yeah, yeah. Good. someone climaxed. Well said. Real yeah. words. Yeah. yeah. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we basically had to um, be out of the shop within a month. Um, so uh, square footage wise, you know, multiple thousand square foot shop, um, not only for the transmission side, but we had, you know, race cars over there too. to put it into perspective of bays. It was, uh, let's see, five, six, say 10 bays. Um, Ted had a big fucking shop, like huge. I don't know if you guys have, look it up on Google, but oh, it was I went big. there once. So it had, was, I, I can attest it was big. It, yeah, it um, and we had to be out of there in a month, and uh, so all of October it started, you know, um, uh, October first. So it kind of worked out, I guess, that we had, you know, we can count like that, whatever numbers. <laughs> and um, so all the transmission stuff had to be out of the shop. All of the race car stuff had to be out of shop, and we had to move it to my dad's shop. Oh, which so is, wait, it was both. So it was the business and the race car stuff. Right, oh, right. Shit. She, the, the the business was uh, shutting down okay. for one reason or another. But um, you know, that's a different story. But my dad still wants to run the business, and he is running the business right now out of his shop. So his shop is much smaller. It's you know built in the forties, fifties, whatever. He built an addition on it, uh, you know, up uh, to have a second store, uh, second story, second floor. Um, but that's just like a attic, you know. Um, so we moved everything that we could, um, to run the business to my dad's shop. Um, and we moved everything racing wise to his shop as well. So, um, you know, say 10,000 square feet of shop, uh, got boiled down to this. I think his is 2,500 plus the second floor is 5,000. Uh, it's probably less than that. Uh, we didn't have enough room, uh, so we have three shipping containers that are full of Allison parts, full of uh, you know miscellaneous race car parts, th- uh, three race cars, uh, you know, uh, a whole fucking lift, um, you know, a crane system, you name it. On top of all Jesus. the memorabilia that was left at Ted's shop, um, and we had to do all this in a month. Um, to kind of put it into perspective, we emptied out uh a 40 yard 40 yard dumpster with trash and then we scrapped a total of like 45 50,000 pounds of steel holy fuck so that so was I'm sure that work. I'm sure you made about $12 off all that <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly scrap was actually pretty good right then so it was kind of worth it but um yeah long story short we had to be out of there and that was a f- complete fucking shit show and a lot it took a took a big toll on my parents um you know just for like the emotional side of things of uh getting out of ted's shop you know pretty much everything he he uh worked towards his whole life went into that shop he built it in like 97 or something like that um at one point it had like 10 12 employees that's kind of why it was so big um and obviously all the race car stuff came out of there too. So emotional side of things, it was tough on my parents. Um, and, um, but we did it. Uh, I don't know. Somehow we did it. We got everything out and the business is now being run at my dad's shop, um, uh, which has kind of worked out. You don't need, you don't need all that space. Um, you know, like I said, Ted probably had 10, 12 employees at some point in the early two thousands. 
So he needed it, but at the stage where it was at, even when Ted was still alive, it was only, you know, uh, two, three employees. So, um, it's kind of all working out. Uh, we're planning on building a new building to put up, uh, you know, just to make more space. My dad's got the property. So, um, yeah, it was, it took a lot of effort, a lot of late nights cleaning shit out and, uh, figuring out what to do with the business side, contacting, uh, customers, all that shit. But, uh, yeah, there's a story for your off season. Well, damn. That uh, wasn't why we were going to have you on. No, but. I I didn't know that that was even a thing. Uh, so I didn't, uh, I didn't even have to plan to talk about it until we just came. <laughs> in. Yeah, c- coming from uh, uh, Brad and I, anyway, a couple of folks who have moved around quite a bit and moving shit, even just from one house to another, all that shit sounds absolutely fucking miserable. So uh, I can uh, definitely sympathize with you there because that sounds like a pretty shitty experience. But uh, obviously, you guys are sounding like it's on the up and up, and you're going to have a brand new shop here hopefully pretty soon, and uh, you're going to go do some cool shit again. Yeah, gonna we're going through zoning and stuff right now to get it approved, and <clears throat> hopefully we'll start that sometime in the summer. Hell yeah. So what else you got? Um, you know, We touched on your driving for Tommy. Um, what else you got on the docket for this summer? I assume you know, you're racing Stafford and the SKs and whatnot, but tell us about this upcoming yeah. summer nothing too exciting um well i mean i'm i'm racing for jimmy page in a double zero car they're gonna they want to do some open shows um mostly you know local tri-track stuff um they might want to do uh an open 80 here and there or uh you know one of those wednesday thursday shows whatever they're doing at thompson here and there so you know that's something um to look forward to uh open racing's cool tri-track is cool so um i'm excited for that other than that just you know focusing on uh the sk at stafford uh i feel like we always come off a good end of the year like we did last year um and try and roll that momentum into the beginning of the year and uh, stay on top of things so that we could actually uh shoot for a championship at some point this year uh so that's uh that's really it i mean i'll, I'll keep exploring options on you know uh going towards any kind of tour shows, you know, they run some big races this year, uh, whether it's Richmond, Martinsville, North Wilkesboro, something like that. So, um, I'll be looking for opportunities other than that. Um, focusing on SKs, man. Uh, so you, you talk about that, you know, your, your future a little bit there, um, kind of, a, I don't know, like, a uh, what am I, the word I'm looking here? Like, a, I have no idea. Like There's a, a lot of words mythical potential anything that you in the future like is there something that you haven't done yet that you would absolutely just love to do yeah man i gotta run hypothetical a full on the tour mm-hmm. yeah full season that's that's the big yeah that that's uh i gotta run that i gotta i gotta i i feel that way what that what about be. that's appealing to you well i mean it's just the next step yeah. i guess i mean you know running SAs, you know, you don't want to, if you have any kind of aspiration to make it, you know, to at least some progression through this NASCAR rank, you gotta, you gotta do something more than just your, your typical, I race here every Friday and here every Saturday. And, um, you know, that's what I do. So, uh, I think logical progression being in the Northeast, I think that's, that's it. Um, you know, I actually had some thoughts and I put, some decent thought into looking at um the cars tour because you know the cars tours getting big um they got big marketing 
big backing in terms of ownership and, you know, they're expanding to the West coast. Um, a lot of big, big names are going into the series. Uh, it's all over social media. And I think a lot of eyes in terms of, uh, manufacturer backings, you know, Toyota, Chevy, whatever, are, are looking at the cars tour late model. Um, you know, so, you know, that's something I would hypothetically like to be a part of too, but come on, those things are fucking you know, taxi cabs. <laughs> it's, it, it is, but you know, in, in the terms of, uh, the whole, the grand scheme of things, it's, you know, that's publicity right there. That's where you get your name out. But, you know, that's, that's a whole nother set of challenges. Have, I can't even get the tour. <laughs> have you ever done anything like that at all prior? No. Like you ever even sat in anything like that? No, no kind of fenders, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Interesting. It's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's my thought process on it. But that, you know, when I, just to go into another tangent here into the whole, um, manufacturer backing so you know trd chevy development whatever that is uh um that's a whole nother game looking at you know how to get into that program and uh i've been asking around a lot uh at the end of last year just to learn more about the programs and you know they're um they're looking for young kids you know they're looking for initial sponsorship backing and you know to get into the program and then they kind of help throughout there but just to kind of explain in a naive way how that programming and all that works going up through the ladder through you know development programs that's uh that's kind of how it goes it's either they're looking for really young kids who have a ton of talent and don't need sponsorship backing to get into the program or young kids that you know just pay to get into the program and then they help throughout there with obtaining rides and sponsorship but um, I think the common denominator there is young kids, and I'm I'm not a young kid anymore. <laughs> Maybe you should pitch it to Toyota that they should get into the modified game because there's no Toyota modifieds. You know what? I did actually. Um, <laughs> How'd last, that go? Last year, I swear to God, I I you know through you know trying to learn about the programs and whatnot, I went on LinkedIn and um you know which is a great avenue for for uh you know. I guess getting hold of people and getting a hold of the right people. I found this guy out of California that um, pretty much runs the TRD program, or at least that is that's what he said and his LinkedIn said. Um, and uh, he said, you know, I brought up, you know, do you guys look? Where do you guys look at? And he said, you know, Midwest, so late models, uh, down south, late models, and out west, they look at mostly midgets and dirt stuff like that. And I'm like, why, uh, why don't you guys look at modifieds? And he didn't really have a clear answer about that. And it just so happened that that was the week after Ryan Priest put on the pole at Martinsville in the Cup Series, and you know had a dominant race and fucked up on pit road. But that's another thing. I'm like, this this guy that just dominated the weekend for the most part in the Cup Series comes from modified racing. No one batted, no one looked at him in terms of development deals or anything he's older um and it came from modified racing and you know to me that looks like a missed opportunity on these development programs who want who want to say that yes this kid x whatever came through our program and now he's dominating dominating on the national program and uh he didn't have an answer to, at that either so it's uh it's pretty frustrating to be honest that we kind of get 
put out in this this different bubble this modified racing where you don't you don't get looked at um you know where the uh where the decisions are made to go into upper racing or whatever it's just we're uh we we are definitely our own breed up here um people stick with modified racing um i'm not knocking it i mean i love it but um in terms of in terms of national recognition um you know it's not really there for one reason or another and that's 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 pretty sad to be honest <laughs> have you considered identifying as a female no, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always an option too man <laughs> toyota would call you back in seconds uh the second you Ma- michaela that christopher has a nice ring to it you'd, mm. you'd look good with toyota michaela christopher jr have some <laughs> toyota and yahoo and jbl all over your modified um and then run straight to the cup series <laughs> michaela robusto yeah. very yeah. handsome woman yeah don't uh, don't be frustrated that uh you did, that guy didn't really have many responses for you uh, he probably had nothing to do with toyota racing it was probably just a fake linkedin <laughs> yeah <bio. laughs> I, I yeah I, I'll that's what I'll I'll put that in my head. Chalk it up to that. Yeah, me, go with that. Sleep that night. Yeah, there you go. Well, all right. Uh, well, th- this has been pretty good. Yeah, thanks yeah, for your, good. thanks for your time, Mike. Thanks for being nice to us. Uh, we're happy you finally yeah, finally want to be our friend. Sounds like we'll see you this weekend as long as FedEx or UPS doesn't uh, screw the pooch. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm still hoping. Which I'll, I'll I'll text you guys. I'll text Brad tomorrow. I'll let yeah. you guys know. All right. I, I might not see you this weekend, but uh, hopefully I'll see you this summer sometime, Mike. And uh, like they said, I, I appreciate you uh, giving us some some of your time here. Yeah, you got it, man. I'll um I'll be listening. See you guys. Love that you. Love you. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Also love you. <laughs> All right. Just hang up. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, kid's, kid's funny. Yeah. He no, can those, stay. Those I, very, I like very intellectual conversations like that. That was very like informative. Like yeah. I, I found a lot of uh, his answers and a lot of things that he was well, talking about, things that I wasn't really uh, keen on. And so I was just kind of sitting back and listening to all, well, it all. It's one of those things that like you don't ever really think about that side of it. But once you start diving into it, like he was, he was just trying to scratch the surface there just to get information on stuff like that is its own lockbox and Pandora's fucking everything. And like, you just like, just trying to get a hold of that information is hard enough as it is, let alone being able to do anything with it. Once you have it like that day, um, that day that he raced supers at Waterford that we talked about, it was really cool. That was a different side of Mike that I had never seen. And he probably never saw me because normally anytime he sees me, I'm just drunk and being stupid. Which, um, like, fair. Yeah, yeah, which is what I am 90% of the time. Uh, the only difference when I race is I'm not drunk. I'm just stupid. But mm. um, it was cool that day because he does ask a lot of questions. And, <clears throat> and you know, I, he's not helped, dumb. And I helped him out quite a bit. And he, he did have a good run going in that car. I think I finished third that night. He was running fifth or sixth when the uh, radiator broke. So he can say he didn't adapt to it as quick as he wanted. But he was mm. he was up to speed, you know, right from the get-go. Mm. Yeah, he's pretty decent at what he does. So. certainly is yeah looking forward to uh, i like i just like when there's a lot of cars in atlantic city so uh it, it's a bonus that he's one of our friends uh, at least i think at least i consider him a friend he makes fun of me a lot so i'm not sure um that's a no, good sign i feel like we make fun yeah. of each other a lot <laughs> if i didn't make yeah. fun of my friends they wouldn't be my friends yeah 100 so. no well, i'm just I'm, I'm joking we like to play that card though we, we've talked about it before like if if we like you 
you're going to be miserable the whole time you're with us. Mm. And if we don't like you, you just don't exist. Yeah, like right. hypothetically speaking, if <clears throat> if you're our friend and you go play pond hockey and you miss multiple wide open goals in a row, your other friend Bobby is going to be at the other end of the ice giving you stick taps every single time. Like, hey, way to go, Brad, or somebody, <laughs> not Brad. Yeah, nothing it, specific. It's very, it's very <laughs> difficult to shoot on a two-by-four that is an inch off the ice when you're used <laughs> to just ripping it and getting it <laughs> yeah. in the air. Mm. So you're just sliding it on the ice, but the ice also is with like three inches of snow, <laughs> snow. and like there's ice. Yeah, there's a snowbank in ice. front of the one inch by two foot goal opening. So <laughs> embarrassing. So Bobby and I go and play pond hockey yesterday, like we're referring to, obviously. And uh, we're playing. There's these two guys that conveniently were the ones that were throwing the sticks on each team. And they ended up conveniently being on the same team. And they were by far the two best players that were there, uh, which was fine. Uh, it's just pond hockey. So you're kind of just putting around anyways. They and did conveniently put us on the same team every time, too, though. So they that did. Was good. They it did. Was, uh, I'm not good at hockey. So there was a lot of a fuck it. Brad's down there somewhere passes. And some of them were right on the money, like <laughs> yeah. tape to tape. I'm like, I was really lucky so, for me. So the one, so the one that he's talking about, he literally hit me on the tape, caught it on the backhand, went in. I was all by myself. I shot it off what would be the crossbar, mm. an inch off the ice, a piece <laughs> of plywood, and then I shot it again, went off the crossbar again, shot it again, went off the crossbar again. I'm literally just standing in front of the goal, shot it again, <laughs> off the crossbar again, and then the defender was like already there, like after the second shot, and like we're just in like a stick battle, and I just like slap it in between his legs and it goes in on like literally the fifth shot it was so embarrassing i was like you gotta be fucking kidding all i had to do is slide it on the ice but there was a snowbank in front of the goal so i was just every time i would do it it would just rifle off the post tough allegedly whatever yeah. it was it identified that would happen post. if you were our friend <clears throat> it would yeah, yeah. so uh, that did happen Speaking uh, of friends, do we have another friend on tonight? We do. Mm. He, did, he did the thing a couple nights ago. Right? Yeah. Speaking of yeah. the Cars Tour. He won the Junior Varsity Race. Uh, he did announce that he is going to be running the full Cars Tour this year oh, as well. Too. So, uh, but yeah, he also did win the Junior Varsity Race and uh, almost won. Wait, he's going to do the, the <clears throat> late model stonks. stonks? Yeah. Oh, shit. He ran some last year. Did I see that? Yeah. <clears throat> so let's uh, ask him and have him tell us yeah. about it. Yeah. Let's do that. Those things seem like a totally different breed on their oh, own. They're like truck arms. They're like yeah, they're, they're like cup car light. Yeah, they like you said they're they're truck arms in the back. They're all sorts of funky types I of shit. Who I, I was just talking a million to, of them. I was just talking to somebody about late model stonks. First time I ever saw one, I went to Bristol years ago, like 2012, and there was an airplane flying around Bristol with a banner said Kingsport Speedway, you know, 10 minutes away, racing starts at 7. So we're like, oh, "Okay, we're here to go racing." So we went to Kingsport and these things come out on the racetrack, and they sound fucking mean. I'm like, whoa, yeah. this is sweet. And they made a lot of noise, and that was about it. Yeah. Because they were slowest, well, like Connor O'Kresic would say, <laughs> slower than old people fuck. So, um, yeah. But they sounded cool. I, I don't know what's different about the motors and stuff, too, but they sound, even they like run like now, the boom. They used to run like the boom, boom tube, tube exhaust. Yeah. Like they were, they were cup car lights. I mean, yeah. it was like they were. They were probably were uh, created to be like a stepping stone to NASCAR, which is why they're prevalent in the South. But they're heavy, they're loud, and they're slow. Mm. And everything's straight up, too. Yeah, perimeter chassis. Perimeter chassis, straight up bodies, no shelves, yeah. little tiny spoiler on the back. It's odd, odd set of rules, but they, they put on a show. Mm. Yeah, and this guy put on a show all weekend. So let's give Stephen Nassie a call. Stephen Nace. You see one on the end of the Patreon questions? Oh, Hello. What's going on, man? Oh, man. Caught me at a good time, actually. Did I? I'm sitting here at uh, East Bay. I'm about a 10-pack uh, deep on some Twisted <laughs> Tees right now. boy. <laughs> Watching uh, Tyler Herb do some practice. All t- turbo. 
Oh, just they're just practicing down there. I, oh, we're so disconnected from well, the dirt world that they might they might be fucking. I, they might have a full blown event going on at East <laughs> they Bay. Probably I have no idea. Idea. True. No, they they got speed weeks in a couple weeks. They go to Golden Isle next weekend or something like that. Oh damn, I don't even but know what that is. They're just testing over here tonight. Cool. Oh yeah, it definitely sounds like we caught you at a good time. I was gonna say it sounded like there was some uh, there was something going on in the background, so I figured you weren't There's just sitting home. There's some alcohol involved. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Do you want to be on our podcast? <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, I'm ready to go. I yeah. feel like we've started already. Right, like right now, you hear that? I do. Sounds that's pretty a dirt badass. car turning laps, buddy. Hell yeah, I love it. I yeah, so is it one of those before? Is that anything that. that interests you at all? <laughs> Uh, it does, but I'm not quite man enough yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I got to preface this so, by... Are, are we podcasting? We right are. Now? We are. We are podcasting, God, 100%. Damn, how do I not even get a warning? It doesn't get like a warning. No, no, no. Or something. We don't edit. Okay, so right about now, do not say anything racist. Or cancelable. Oh, well, you, you also... know me. That, those things would never come out of my mouth. Oh, 100%. We know that. But no, I, I said to the guys I was just going to cut out this phone ringing part and then when we answered, but then you just went in just to just, you know, where you were at, what you just were doing. At the racetrack. Just yeah. an instant electric factory. Yeah. No, it was yeah. good. It's all yeah. good stuff. You've said nothing incriminating, so it's perfect but uh, i gotta hey, preface I'm, I'm good with it perfect <laughs> all right all right i gotta preface this by saying that when the last time i saw you snowball derby the the thursday of the snowball derby you come up in the grandstands and you were mad that i hadn't asked you to come back on the show and you had been mad that i didn't text you before mm-hmm. but after uh you won uh pr- one of the big races that you, you did. win you uh, finally texted me no i texted you months before uh <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> snowball derby trip and this motherfucker's like you never text me you never asked me to be on the show i was like i texted you you didn't respond and he looked and sure did you, guys see you say get that my love letter did you get my love letter or no no i must be i probably lost it in the mail uh, did you feed it to a pigeon there, <laughs> no 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 there was somebody at the races this weekend and they came up to me and they were talking about you guys and i were talking about how good of friends we were and they were like well make a special card out for them and I'll give it to him. I guess it ain't got to you yet. Oh, no shit. No. Uh, somebody cool. did reach yeah. out to me today looking for my address saying that they had something to mail to me. And she happened to be at that race this weekend. So uh, mm. I guess I know what she's yeah, mailing well, to us. That That's it. That's it. But hey, do me a favor. Don't judge my chicken scratch. All right. You guys cannot judge my handwriting whatsoever. See, we're going to say we're not, but we absolutely are going to judge your hand. <laughs> Look at this shit. <laughs> it's kind of like a fifth graders or something. Like my nephew is honestly a little bit better than me. With <laughs> the, all that uh, spelling and everything. But you know what? I think I think I, I kept it pretty simple, but mm. uh, it's a little sloppy. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so so not to hurt Brad's feelings too much here, but uh, you did some cool shit this past weekend. And I texted you and you, you, you got back to me. Um, so, uh, wh- why don't we talk about that? Uh, let's, let's talk about the cool shit you did a couple days ago. Well, I did something kind of cool, but almost not cool enough. I finished second in the big race. So, well, JV's but, uh, still all right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, it was a good weekend. Hey, I mean, it was just, you know, my own car that we've been working on at my shop here, nothing to do with campy or anything. And, um, we were able to run that good. So yeah, I mean, definitely feels good and it's nice for me and my dad to uh to get to do that together for sure it's been a while since we had you on i feel like you've done a lot of cool shit in the last couple years picked up a lot of big wins i don't remember what the win specifically was that i texted you after you ghosted me on but uh talk talk about (laughs) was it winchester it might have been winchester 
It was one of those. I didn't ghost you, all right? <laughs> one thing straight. I think you got mad because that time I whooped your ass on the golf course. You remember that? Yeah, that, that did happen. Yeah, Brad, I Brad that gets kind of sold you in. Uh, Brad gets yeah. incoherent at golf courses, whether he's sober or not. Yeah. So I, I, I can see that. Oh, we started drinking yeah. double like vodka sodas or something. Mm. So it was, yeah. Was that the time they ran out of hot dogs? Uh, it was the time that Nasty drove through a bush. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time. <laughs> that was I, a really we, good time. Me and Weeder played that course again this past year on his little tournament deal. And uh, the bush was still standing, so it didn't hurt it. That's good. That's good. <sighs> I didn't pissed. hit it hard yeah. enough. I'm pissed that the tournament was before we got down there, I think, this year. So I missed out. I always miss out yeah. on these things now. Well, you're married now, so I mean, you, when you're married and stuff, you can't can't be around for all the the fun boy stuff. I I was around for literally everything except for the golf. I just hey, wasn't I down in front of So that, hey, there somebody's laughing in the background. So I have a point here. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess you do have some sort of a point, but I'm going to blame it on the fact you don't come up to our neck of the woods anymore, so we can't go golfing. Yeah, you come to Oxford once, and then you literally did ghost us. Well, because you guys fucked me up so bad over there. Like, <laughs> you made it to where, like, damn, yeah, I had fun partying, but everybody was like, oh, yeah, he can drink, but he can't drive. <laughs> so, like, damn. That sounds hey, like a you problem. I thought we had a good time over there, man. Yeah, we did. We weren't the ones saying that. <laughs> we, we've we been raised on the stat that you, you only need an hour of sleep for every 100 laps of the race. So and you, you should have been true. fine. You should have been fine. That is true. I just... I don't know what happened that weekend. The pressure got to me, that's for sure. But, no, we will be back. I actually have plans for this season to come back. Okay, okay. So, no, I feel like, I feel like we heard there. that last year, though. I know, but this is more serious than I don't last know. year. I don't know, man. This is 10 this, Twisted Tees deep at East Bay. Serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been talking about it, though, and um, – and we're, we're, we're actually looking for a ride. So if somebody's got a car they think can win, let me know and I'll rent it from them. I think we can probably there. get you some phone numbers for sure. Okay, so our friend, right. our friend uh, Max Cookson. I don't know mm. if you've ever heard of him. Uh, his, his, oh, I, I, well, kinda. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. That name sounds familiar. His cars go pretty good there. You, you should check them out. They do. They well, do. I don't know. No, he sold everything, so we don't know what the new one's going to do yet. Mm, yeah, sold everything. That's right. right. No, I yeah. know he, he was. He went to Donnie Wilson and them. He did. He did do that. I know, man. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I kinda, yeah, you I can't drive for him then. When I was going around the outside of them there at Pensacola, I was kind of waving. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, Max is a, Max is really cool. I, I I like Max. They're they're a good family. So uh, you, you know you, that though. You, you talked about it a little bit uh, a second ago. You talked about your your deal with uh, Anthony Campy and uh, what you've been doing over there. So uh, talk to us about that. Like Brad said, it's been a while since you've been on the show, and you you've done some cool shit. You kind of bounced around from uh, doing some you know things here and there. So uh, talk about that relationship, how that all went down, and uh, what your plans for uh, this year are going to be. Yeah, I mean, um, don't get me wrong. Uh, me and Anthony have been friends for years, and we've been trying to put something together. Uh, my program just wasn't going uh, the way I wanted it, and I was ready to compete for wins again. I knew that I could do it, but it was just something we were missing on the setup side. So I decided to join forces with him. But, uh, you know, I think our stuff is getting better. I do enjoy working with Anthony. Um, it's just, you know, it's a tough deal. Racing is expensive, and everybody knows that. And especially when you want to go with somebody that's like a top team, it's definitely expensive. So just trying to get the sponsors to offset the cost and stuff is a big deal. But, um, you know, Anthony brings a great product to the racetrack. 
and I love the way that he's kind of suited up like a kind of like the army or navy or you know any kind of um you know special forces there it's just like he has a plan and he sticks to it I think that's a big difference that comes from everybody else so it uh it works out in that way but um obviously we could be better you know Bubba just passed us with like what 15 to go or something like that so hell we could be a lot better it's just um it makes it a little bit easier doing it with myself and my team with, you know, me and uh, Mark and then my dad and another family friend. It just it got tough. And so that we're kind of looking for the easier way out. Uh, and that was with Campy. And we're trying to win races. That's all. So um, it's definitely a tough deal. But uh, like I said, we plan on coming up to Oxford, Slinger, places like that. We're, we're doing again. But uh, it just takes the right, right uh, plans to get it in place. So, so kind of uh, expanding on the whole campy deal there is, is that something that you think benefits you at the racetrack where, you know, you, you where you, compared to where you have your own stuff there, where you're kind of invested throughout the entirety of the pit area with your trailer and everything, is, is it easier for you yeah. to just kind of be a part of the, the driving uh, team there? Or do you like being more invested in what the car is doing setup wise and all that stuff? Well, for me personally, I like being more involved and I like being hands-on. That's just because the way I've I've been, you know, it's just I don't feel like I, I ain't saying I can sit here and set up a car to a T by any means. Don't be wrong. I can kind of go in the right directions, but I'm not no setup, man. But I do enjoy working on the car. And I think that that is a big part of what makes a driver a little bit better is he can kind of dif- differentiate like different things on the setup, you know, but um, I enjoy my own stuff. I wish I could get my own stuff going um, you know, just as good as Campy, but I think that the biggest difference is, is that he has a team aspect and they stick by that code. You know, they don't fall off of it. Like he really is very methodical on his adjustments. And like, let's say I go to a racetrack and we pull out of the trailer and run an 80. Right. And then I go and I make a few adjustments, even if it feels better than me at Sorry, the car just pulled out there. Might got a little loud, but even if it feel even if it feels better to me at like a ninety, he won't like let that slide, you know. And I think some other crew chiefs kind of would, like he'll be like, "All right, well, let's go back to what we run an eighty with," and then you know, back to back them the whole next practices to really distinguish. I think the biggest thing with Campy is is about having a team, a, a crew chief, and a plan. Like he plans very well. Um, but I think the cars are very similar. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we're all just looking around, just figuring out who's going to say something. Y'all got to wake up. Come on now, boys. <laughs> I know. Fuck. Well, uh, we got after it yesterday. We did. We did. We had a long day. We were more than 10 Twisted Tees deep by this hour for sure. But, uh, hey, I'm fucking 12 Twisted Tees deep about right now. Now, would you shotgun two of them while you've been on with us? I could. <laughs> I got two more waiting. Oof. No, but I, I feel like we, uh, we we kind of breezed over some of your success that you've had in the last uh, handful of months, for sure. I mean, we went down to the Derby, Charlie and I, obviously there. You you put on an absolute show for quite a while there, and it kind of just didn't work out. But, I mean, that was uh, some of the best speed I feel like you've shown um, at the Derby, at least maybe in the last few years. I feel like you're always up there, but I felt like this was, uh, you know, kind of, it was it was uh, impressive yeah. how, how fast you guys were. No, I'm with you. I mean, we haven't led like that. That was a big yeah. difference. I felt like we kind of controlled the race. But um, at the same time, 
we were struggling all weekend and fighting something in the car. And I feel like that's kind of what hurt me at the end of the race. Uh, obviously racing with ties side by side for however many laps we did, didn't help my tires at all. But, um, the Derby is one of those deals where, uh, you gotta be in that position to be in control. And I feel like we were, this is the thing, the best Derby we've had. So I'm looking forward to, to going back and, uh, you know, I know Bubba's on his big old, uh, you know, uh, season where he's mad or whatever. But, you know, I don't care how mad he is. I'm, we're racing, son. Like, I ain't giving nobody no race, and I ain't going to pull over for nobody. We're just racing. People can hate me or not hate me or whatever they do. But my friends know who I are or who I am, you know, and uh, it doesn't really matter what the other people think. Oh, 100%. Uh, and, and it's... it's- so from looking from like the outside in, because we're obviously so far up here in the Northeast, it is very uh, interesting to just look at all the uh, articles and stuff to get posted and how it's, it is very specifically you're either Team Bubba or Team Nasty. Yeah. 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 And like, listen, hey, I have had my problems with Bubba. Don't get me wrong. Like, and I Why don't like happen? him much more. <laughs> yeah. I don't like him much more than like the, like any other person. But at the end of the day, I respect him as a race car driver. And I, I, I would be lying if I sat here and said, hey, I didn't grow up watching him. You know, I did. That was a guy that I grew up kind of watching. But my thing is, is I think I'm better than him now. And, you know, and I, I'm going to race him as hard as I can. And it ain't about wrecking him. It's just about racing. And don't be wrong. Sometimes when you're racing hard, wrecking becomes a part of it. But it's just good hard racing, you know? Yeah, I I think we all, if all of us who have, who have the, the partaken in racing at some point or another there are some people that you are outside of the car you can be best friends with and then the second you all put a helmet on you're just oil and water i mean there's there's a couple of you know that folks that i have that relationship with and then there are others that you just can't fucking stand whether it's whether you're looking at them or you're thinking about them or you're racing with them or whatever um I, i'd say that you probably maybe fall right in the middle there somewhere but um it, it's definitely an yeah. interesting dynamic that the two of you have without a doubt and don't be wrong we've had some long nights out drinking and and before races and whatnot and had some good times we've also had some head button issues um that i think that have just lingered don't get me wrong i'm a I'm one of those guys where I struggle to hold a grudge over, but I do feel like he has held a grudge over me for some of the things that I've said. Don't be wrong. I mean, Hey, when you get to drinking and you're hanging out, you know, I just, I like to talk shit. I think that you know that Brad, like, Hey, I talking shit is fun. Like that's just, that's how I like to live. Like, I just think it's better that way. But, uh, I think he takes things a little bit personal and don't be wrong. I'm here to race hard and I'm at show up to race hard, but, uh, you know, ain't nobody going to make me change. And I think I've been pretty adamant on that. And I think, hell, as friends, y'all know that too. So we're going to race hard. He thinks he's on a tear this season, but I'm going to try to take him off of it. That's it. Well, very well said. I think we, uh, I think we have some Patreon questions that might fall into some things that we wanted to ask you anyways. As yeah, well. got a whole, uh, whole pile of them. Uh, first off, before right. we get to him, have you ever heard of Mike Christopher Jr.? Mike Christopher Jr.? Yeah. Uh, off the top of my head right now, I can't say that I have. But okay. Well, you got no, way more Patreon questions uh, than he did. <laughs> he was our guest earlier. He's one of our buddies from up here to races modified. So just so just know he that you probably got... kicked my ass around there a couple times. Well, the one time I've been there. So 
Uh, I don't, really I don't actually, know that Mike's ever even raced at Oxford, has he? Yeah, I don't think he's raced. Oh, he he's yeah. from like Connecticut area. But uh, anyway, you you got way more Patreon questions than he did. Um, so the first one comes from Mason Dunn. He wants to know what new to you track on the Cars Tour schedule are you looking um, most looking forward to racing on? Uh, uh, Dominion. I think I think Dominion is on there, and uh, it's a new facility. All like the. Uh, you know, the pits and, and grandstands, everything seems very, very nice. That's a place that I haven't been to that uh, I'm looking forward to going to. And then a place that I have been to that I'm looking forward to most is, um, I believe they do go to South Boston. Uh, but if not, Orange County or Tri-County, those are all tracks I love to hit. So the next one comes from Frank Caldwell, kind of piggybacks that one. What helped you make the decision to run the Cars Tour full-time this year? it's not a really a big decision. I feel like people have been kind of making it out to seem like more than what it is. Like, don't get me wrong. We're running the cars tour, but we're only talking about, uh, what, 10 to 15 races at most. Um, I mean, my schedule is a, a 36 race schedule, so I'm definitely racing more super than, um, late model stock stuff. But, uh, I just think that the way that the series is going and publicity wise and everything, I think that's a better format for me to, kind of try to expand my platform on all right gonna have to i'm reading this next question i'm gonna leave some of it out uh tyler you gotta gotta read some of them and yeah because it could be a you know not so good so unless you want me to just ask it (laughs) we we can i can just ask it and you can decide if you want to answer hey i'm good with it give it all right cool we'll let it fly then uh tyler p he wants to know he's got um a couple questions here What's the what's uh what big differences do you expect racing in the Cars Tour this year versus ASA last year? Mm-hmm. And the second uh, one, uh, second one is, uh, I guess he's not asking for the story right now, but he says once the statute of limitations is up, will you share the full story of you and Geo and how a couple of their tires went flat on their haulers? <laughs> well, with that, I I I I plead the fifth. I do not know what happened. Uh, you know, all I know is I have a lot of friends in that area and, um, you know, somebody was pissed off. Definitely wasn't me or anything to do with my team, but, uh, somebody was mad. I won't, I can't sit here and say who or what, but, um, your honor, my client is innocent. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Somebody that, that I do know, I think had a part in it, but nobody will even tell me like people don't want to, you know tell on themselves so i kind of only can speculate but all i know is is i've been racing for hell, i'm 28 now so i mean i've been racing for over 20 years and i i've never done anything like that so it didn't wasn't me but it might have been somebody i know i couldn't really tell you though I mean, it's just, <laughs> hey, that's a, one of the tracks where a lot of people like me out there yeah you got it and, and you I, got a rabid fan base so that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then um what, what the other one was with the cars tour yeah what just what's the what's decision? the what difference do you expect between racing a late model stock versus a pro or a super late model? Uh, I just think that the like the diversity of drivers, as far as like veteran drivers, I think there's a lot more veterans in the late model stock world than there is in the super late model world. So, um, to me, I think it's it's going to be better, cleaner racing, but at the same time, getting more publicity because you know Harvick and Junior and all those guys are um, you know putting horses in the races. It's funny, our last our last guest that we had on tonight too, Mike Christopher, he said the same thing. He's never even sat in a car with fenders and he wants to race the car tour the cars tour late model stocks just based on the publicity yeah. factor of it. Right. And I think it's just gonna go all in that direction. You know, when Chase was running super late models, 
super late models were a huge deal back when Aaron's was, was sponsoring them in that nine. And, um, you know, I think that Kevin Harvick's son, uh, what is it? Keelan? Uh, I think he's going to be, you know, running that late model stock stuff. So I think it's all going to kind of go hand in hand. And I think, don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not sitting here as like a NASCAR ambassador or anything. I don't love NASCAR by any means, but I do think they will bring more attention to the sport. And if, um, I can go out there and beat them and gain those fans. That's just better for me. Uh, next question comes from Cody Geyer. He says, uh, what's your favorite race weekend party scene? Oxford. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, you're Oxford just saying that. No, uh, no, 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 I'm not. No, I'm <laughs> definitely not. Now, anybody that knows me well, will know that I, uh, I would say that. And like, even some people, I was a little upset because I, I guess I heard that some of the people were like, well, maybe if he didn't party so hard, he would have raced better. Well, they just don't know me because I spent plenty of nights partying where I raced the next morning and was fine. It was just, there's some good racers around that track. It ain't got nothing to do with me. Like, it's about the people racing there. Like, they are very good locals and it's a hard race to make. It's a, it's a big race. So it ain't like, I messed it up for myself. I think it was just, you know, everybody else was a lot better than I expected. The The, the track itself of Oxford is very much an equalizer. Um, so like you yeah. said, you have a very good mix of, you know, guys bringing in small trailers and stackers and everybody's running the same time. So, and it's not the, yeah. it's not the partying because I was the most hungover I've ever been at a racetrack this past year at the Oxford 250 and I won the super modified race. So the, yeah, it's exactly. not the party to me. I think a lot of people that don't drive don't really understand, but like, listen, if you're out drinking all the night, the night before, right? The next day, the only time that you really feel good is when you're inside your race. That car. is correct. Like, when, like the only time you feel good is when that helmet is strapped in and you're making laps because it's, you're used to it as a racer. You, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like your happy place. But as soon as I pull off the racetrack and I'm taking my belts off and my helmet off, and I'm getting out. <laughs> That's when that's when it goes bad, you know. Like, so <laughs> that's when you gotta throw up like, on your shoes. Full exactly, Noah Gregson but, over the wall. Yeah, but I, you know, I just think that people try to kind of say that the reason some some people might not do so good is because they did go out and drink. Don't be wrong. Like, hey, I do feel like crap, but at the end of the day, when I'm inside that race car, I do feel 100 percent normal. And man, I've spent plenty of derby weekends and and all that. Like, listen, I go to the race to have fun, and it ain't just you know just strictly business i go to have fun and we had fun at oxford that's a fact so, some of my best results are the most hungover i've ever been in my entire life and i think you was, gotta tell me but yeah last year we i went out one saturday we did it we had a triple crown deal i won saturday we got out shit house that night because it, it, it was a big deal and then we go out sunday and we just win again so like it it's definitely not because you get shit housed in the uh, parking lot no, and just like you can acclaim as any other driver, when you get into the car, it's different. You feel yeah. more, like it ain't like you're spinning or you know feel like you're gonna throw up. It's way different. Well, take so, take the drinking out of it completely. If you have like the flu or if you're just sick in general, yeah. like you once in you're general, in the car, you you're, still feel you're fine. just fine. You feel better. Yeah. And yeah, then you get exactly. out and you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. But that's that's <laughs> exactly. different. Yeah. Take the drinking out of it completely. It helps when you don't have eight wheels going into turn one, lap one. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, that did happen. That's a fact. 
Next question. Well, at, at Oxford that there, I, I did start on the outside. I was, hey, I was in the money position. Yeah, but I you took to make it happen. You took the green, <laughs> and your rear wheels were on someone's air cleaner. <laughs> I know. It. And then that other guy wrecked me in the next race. I don't even remember what his number was, but he was. I don't even. There's some Joe Blow. We all <laughs> talked about it that night. It's just funny, man. But mm. I'm telling you what, I'm coming back. I promise you that. Well, that's funny. Our next question uh, comes from Dylan Turner. He wants to know if you're planning on coming back to the 250 weekend. And uh, there's a $10,000 to win race on Friday night of the 250 weekend. That's kind of like an open comp style. You got any interest in doing that? Well, my thing is, is that I I would like to rent somebody's car that already has been having success there. So we can put this out here on the podcast. I am looking for a ride. Um, to take my stuff all the way up there is a little bit difficult, especially with the Hanky, um, you know, stuff with the pass. Uh, they did, they did get rid of the frame height rule. Yeah, it doesn't no, doesn't fix yeah. the door bar rule, but they at least got rid of the frame height rule. Exactly. I just, to me, and this is nothing against pass or anything. Hey, like I, they're a great series, but I just don't think that they want a Hanky car to come up there and and do too well. So I would be open to renting somebody's car that that runs there all the time if anybody hears this reach out and we can you know work something out because to bring my stuff all the way there and to deal with you know all the tech stuff is kind of a lot like i think they're in the right by every means but i would like you know a um a local ride uh, i think that this is a perfect place to yeah, uh, get, the, get the word out for that i, I, I think, that's what i that's what i think I we can figured. probably make that out that's, that's the, the only reason why yeah. he responded to my text today <laughs> no, this is the this is the number one podcast for rich super late model owners in maine so they're all listening yeah well listen i uh i want it and then then when i come back too i want another lobster uh <laughs> lobster baker broil yep. with the uh, broil, with, uh yes. kate 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 ray kate yeah, yeah. kate ray right yeah, yeah. Their old family brought me over there. That was badass. That that was cool. Yeah, that he, people don't remember. People might not remember that uh, you were a host on an episode of this show one time way mm. back when, in, yeah. their, in like their that, shop or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, for, I was yeah, such a fuck show. I was trying to remember. Yeah, him being on. That there. was like one of the ones that I wasn't on. Yeah, one you of got like stuck two. at your work conference. I was on my show hiatus during that time, so it was just uh, the Stephen Nassie and Brad show, and both of you couldn't make up one brain between the two of you. <laughs> that day. No, we did great. What are you talking? <laughs> <Yeah>. about? <laughs> no, it was, no, that it was, was great. A good it was, time though. Seriously, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll we'll have to for sure play golf that Monday too. I always take it off now, just in case you mm-hmm. come up. I'm ready for you, big boy. <laughs> whenever whenever you want it, I'm ready. All right. Next question. Next question what comes from uh, Caleb Willett. He wants to know how does Oxford compare to some of the worn-out tracks down south, driving and tire conservation-wise? And do you think more Southern guys would be intrigued uh, to come up to the race the 250 if the rules were opened up more? Uh, I do think they would be intrigued to come and run it more um, if the rules were opened up more for an outsider like us to come in. Um, for the track, there's nothing like it. Like, and I say this even to this day, even though I didn't have a good run there, you know, I feel like the the racetrack and how you can run three to four wide there, like it's it's really one of the best places I've been to. It wasn't like you can't really run three wide anymore. <laughs> no, since well, you came up in the there, last in like the last year or so, it's turned into a one lane bottom feed track again. I don't well, know see, what I happened. Paying any of your attention, but when I was there, it was like four lanes. Like when we when they sent eighty cars out to practice that day, it was insane. <laughs> like 
I had never felt anything like this. So just to say, like, I mean, Oxford is a one of a kind place. I can't really put a another track like on it to say it's very similar. There's nowhere else like it, and uh, you know that makes me want to go and compete more. So the uh, the last question we have for Patreons, Josh Badash. Um... He asks about the 250, which we've already covered that ad nauseum, but uh, there's a $30,000 win race in May at Lee Speedway, New Hampshire. Any consideration to that? Where at? Uh, Lee Speedway in New Hampshire. When is that? It's uh, May 18th. It's thirty grand to win pro stock May. Super late model deal. Yeah, you should probably do that. Mm. Charlie's the announcer. Yeah, there. my birthday. I mean, my birthday is May fifth, and I know I'm in Nashville over my birthday. But then I don't. I can't think of the next race after Nashville. Sounds so like I'll it's be, at Lee USA Speedway for thirty grand to win, and yeah. I can. I can. Uh, I'll be the announcer well, for you that night. We have a listen, billboard there. Boys, listen, boys. I'm trying to sit here and plug myself. I need a ride. <laughs> Somebody let me know, and let's work something out where I can come up there and uh, and try to have some fun with you guys. Because uh, for me to bring my own stuff. I mean, just as you guys know, it's it's a lot, but um, I would love to I would love to join and, and love to rent a ride and uh, try to try well, to put uh, a show on. Let, let's uh, let's get that figured out for you. You have a place to stay, that's for sure. Uh, so yeah. uh, we'll yeah. we'll start making some phone calls for There's you. There's also a forty and grand. If I ain't got a place to stay. I'm sure I might be able to find one with how you guys party over there. Well, I, I, I have I have the kid there. now, so if you like to sleep, then <laughs> it, that, you have that open time at night. Yeah, and I'm married, so go. no one can come into my camper. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just except me. <laughs> I don't want to be in that one. Going to singles cabin. <laughs> There's also a forty thousand to win race at Oxford in July on like a Wednesday, so uh, might as well just pencil that one in too if you find a ride. That's right after Slinger or something there, around Slinger then. Yeah, Slinger's right. July, right? Wednesday, July third. Yeah. Hmm. Well, hey, I'm looking for a ride, so somebody reach out. Two Perfect. completely similar racetracks, Slinger and Oxford. Yes, <laughs> same thing. They both yeah, are paved yeah, in four corners. <laughs> same <laughs> thing, right? Yeah, yeah. very close. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, I don't know what uh, – it, it doesn't sound like they're practicing cars anymore. you just standing out at East Bay by yourself no, in the dark? No, I closed my door here. That uh, way it's like, I, see, and you guys got to give me a personal thing. I need like a shot of Jaeger or Fireball yeah. or something. I come in here, close the doors. Tyler Herb is waiting for me to come over there and call the shots on the car. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting over here. Didn't you just tell us you, you're not the guy to set the car up? Well, maybe so. <laughs> you should uh, ask if you can hot lap so, it. Yeah, just drive it. <laughs> I already did. I already did. Did yeah. he tell you to get fucked? He said maybe. Maybe if you weren't six twisted T's deep or eight <laughs> twisted T's deep, maybe. Right. Now I've raced on dirt. That'd help you. Just something to That's knock right. the edge off. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to channel my inner Bloomquist, really, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> if there's a guy to channel, it's it's that guy for That's sure. That's the one. Hundred yeah. percent. I assume you're running everything at New Smyrna here in a couple weeks. Uh, not all of it. No, just the Tuesday. So does that mean you're going to be there to come party with us instead? I will be there. Okay, we'll yeah. get you your shot of Jaeger then. Then. Perfect. Beachside Perfect. Tavern. So when do you guys get there? We, we fly in the 9th. We're there till the 19th. So we're there for the whole fucking thing. Okay. All right. All Sounds right. like you're going to well, be kicking uh, my ass on the golf course. bringing your wife? Uh, Brad's bringing his. I'm bringing my girlfriend. And then we have two other random kids that are tagging along with us. So. I, I feel like people are going to think that I'm actually married now after the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brad's bringing our girlfriend. With that stuff, man, you got to be careful. We're staying. We're staying on the the beach. They can just go out and do whatever they want. We'll go to the golf course. You're damn right. No, we can. Only if you bring a hundred a hole. Oh, oh Jesus Fuck. Christ! 
<laughs> depends on how Atlantic God, City no. goes. Just this priced weekend. him right out of the business. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll definitely play, and I will be there all week. I'm camping out, so hell yeah, we'll do something. And only racing one day. That's that's that sounds like it's going to be a good time. Looking forward to doing yeah, more no. now. Only racing one night. I'm looking for a driver coaching job. The rest of them. So if you find something for me, let me know. Uh, you can uh, drinking coaching. Job. I was gonna say you can coach us to the beer stand. <laughs> well, that that hey, that sounds even better. Yeah. We don't we don't need any help, but we'll take it. Yeah, we're always well, looking no, for, for crew members. We'll just Facetime Horvath and them too, and just show them how much fun we're having. Hundred percent. Everybody will just be jealous. Oh yeah, we'll fa- <laughs> we'll just go through the whole phone. We'll all have six, twelve. 13 twisted teas something Why? like that and just get after it in the parking lot and I'm just not start making tea. <laughs> well things things don't start getting excited until after about 12 of them so that is that's true. fair that's a good point yeah. <laughs> well this this has been honestly exciting this has been a yeah. good interview this has been Great. fun we didn't it just i think it's been good Listen, we just rolled I'm cracking up another one right here. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to talk about nothing else <laughs> no it sounds like you need to go set up a dirt car yeah Oh no! I am sitting here watching old Turbo sitting there. He's about to strap in this thing, but I'm having a good time. We're out here having fun. Hey, that's what it's all about, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, thank thank you for making time, and uh, I, I, this is good. I didn't know that you were even trying to come up here and race the 250. So now we got some. We got got a message out there to all the listeners so uh, to try to find a options. ride. So. Yeah. 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 Maybe old yeah. Uh, Row or so oh, what's another one so, out there? We need. Well, uh, Cookie Cookie's got. Uh, probably a good car i don't know if did he buy two more i don't yeah, know what yeah, he did yeah, yeah so like cookie's gonna have an extra car probably uh i don't know i got a 1996 guy's name uh, i got a 1996 left-hander that needs a motor if you want to rent that I, it's like 500 bucks you can just have it <laughs> <laughs> you can probably just take mine too at this point oh man i wish i could remember that other guy's name something we'll say for off the podcast here we had a wild night that night but uh wait pool right pool who what is that a guy that runs up there pool is it brandon pool no that's no that's a guy. nascar driver <laughs> what's the other guy's name uh oh man i'm about to ask y'all off the record here but uh we had a good time we walked down there with those girls that night remember yeah <laughs> no no nobody <laughs> remembers i think that was a you thing man me walking down pit road with two girls oh yeah 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 and then whose car we walked to down there i swear his name was brandon I know. I know I the exact. There's a picture Daniel took of all of us walking out of the track. But here, I can't man. remember what the Fire fuck his it. name is. We drink a lot, so it's, uh, we forget. We do too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I do too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, boys. Well, um, yeah. Let's link up in uh, New Smyrna. Hundred percent. Yeah, and hopefully you'll uh, get some people. Uh, hopefully they'll get, they'll get in touch with us, and then we'll message you, and then you can decide whether you want to ghost us or pursue the opportunity to race yeah. two fifty. So. Listen, brother, just <laughs> let me know. Let's figure out. Let's figure it out so I can get there. All right, all right, pal. Well, you're gonna see those two probably down there. You might not see me, but I'll see you uh, when you come back up this way, and we'll 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 get after it. All right, boys. Y'all have a good night. All right. You too, pal. Hey, you too. Lo- right, you. Love you. Yeah. Okay, love you, bye. <laughs> uh, fuck, that was we have to do that every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why I just started doing that now, but yeah. it's just funny. <laughs> oh fuck, episode two fifty five. Now, don't get me wrong; don't, we won't get you wrong. <laughs> yeah.
I actually wrote down for a title, I Know Who I Are. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said that. Yeah. He did say that. He did at one point. Uh, no, that, that uh, was honestly probably the best interview we've ever done over a phone. He's a good boy. Ever. That he's was, funny, yeah. That was good, especially <laughs> when you just roll right into it. And another uh, didn't have to cut it Another product of this show of somebody who I couldn't fucking stand until I got to know him because of the show. And mm. it turns out they're okay. Yeah. yeah. Good dude. Yeah. I think one of our shows is actually called Stephen Nassie is a fucking dildo because it's something I said. Yep. And then we met him. And I'm like, wow, that good dude's he can stay. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's pretty funny. Yeah. He, yeah. He certainly stay. And uh, yeah, looking forward to obviously seeing him uh, in a couple weeks. And uh, good to know that he's not going to be racing the whole time. So that means uh, more time uh, for still got a uh, still got a whole pile of say we got some Patreon questions. questions. Do we have any housekeeping to take care of? Um, um I don't. I don't have anything. Did you do anything this weekend? Nothing get boozed up. Not really. No. Nothing. Uh, that, nothing that anyone wants to hear about on the show, other than Brad and I's hockey escapades. Mm, but uh, escapades. Two, two and a half weeks from now, basically two weeks from this Thursday, we have the uh, off-season invocation at Eric's Church. Um, yeah, going to be a good time. If you're not a Patreon member, it's four sixty-nine. Nice a nice. month. That'll get you a guaranteed table and a spot there. Uh, really looking forward to that one. Uh, Andy Austin over at Open Trailer Podcast. He will be. Uh, um, co-hosting i guess the event with us really looking forward to that um if it's local to you we really hope you come check it out something that uh, we'll do annually if this is a hit not annually mm, but we, we could do it well um, that's that yeah so uh that is that is the uh the whited peterbilt off-season invocation uh powered by btx global logistics and uh well, Spon- just- and sponsor wanted yes <laughs> well yeah and devin carrot trucking and sponsor wanted <laughs> yeah if you want to if you want to be an advertising partner we had one bailout last minute so we could uh, definitely use the help you could use the uh what, what's the word i'm looking for exposure mm. the exposure yeah expose also, yourself is what bear, bob is saying bear exposure i can't mm. wait for atlantic city mm. uh uh, so before we get into the Patreon questions, I want to mention that uh, this episode is brought to you by Itsy & Co., a mama-owned online baby and toddler clothing boutique. Uh, back again to sponsor. They have some new styles available now, uh, keeping up with the latest trends. I think they have a Valentine's Day, uh, winter slash Valentine's Day collection uh, that is now live. Check out uh, them on Instagram at Itsy & Co. underscore and uh Check them out online. And the, uh, the Black Flag Baby is now seven months old, so we're going to have to uh, check that out for sure. Yeah, and check them out online at itsyandcoboutique.com. <laughs> BFB. You get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, they... That's they, a big fucking I was, I was looking through. <laughs> I was looking through their uh, their website, and I was like, damn, that's good. I mean, well, it's probably good that I don't have a kid. Were, but were I you Uncle Bradding? I, uh, yeah, I was you thinking are. about it. Mm. I was like, damn, Chase would look good in that mm. for sure. He's a good boy. Yeah, they, they have a really nice website too. Loves um, football. and uh, yeah, He was they, dialed in on the football yeah. game <laughs> last night. Yeah, he's, he's a big Lions fan. Mm. Like, look at that. It looks like something you'd wear with some Vans. I'd wear He's that. got some Vans coming coming mm. through that we bought that might have been six sizes too big for a <laughs> child when they were first born. But, That's right. Uh, they're, they're, that. they're two eventually. So Yeah, yeah, 100%. So yeah, Itzy okay. and Co. Thank the, or, uh, thank you them for uh spon- or sponsoring the show and then uh go thank them by jumping on their website and buying some cool new stuff from there well, don't, uh, don't jump on it Valentine's like shop it. yeah yeah don't yeah click like on it wrote, yeah it gets more expensive because then you have to buy a new computer and then you can't really buy mm. the stuff so just and like internet and stuff yeah and if you don't have a baby to buy things for make one mm. <laughs> <laughs> well don't, said don't pull out yeah uh, ever um, yeah even one time mm-hmm mm. Mm-hmm. Is that it for housekeeping? Yep, I think so. I want to. I want to I get to the rub and tug question. Yeah, first <laughs> first question that's at the top of the uh, Patreon. Um, Andy Sippy Byron. He says, uh, if it's a rub and tug for a man, does it make it a rub and plug for the ladies? <laughs> yes. Um, um, 
I don't know. We'd have to ask I don't the lady, know. and there's none of them. Here. I'm going to say yes because I don't know what else you would call it. Mm. I feel like because uh, you don't, we don't say aren't, like women aren't fist. going to the massage places to get finished off like a man is. I don't think. No, well, I, I also feel like craft. it's a di- it's a different deal if like a lady's getting rubbed down by some some feller and he just does a quick little and it's like oh okay uh, what what are we doing here? But I don't I don't know. Mm. That's a question for uh, a women. Podcast. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, is the answer. Subscribe to, that. to call her daddy and ask them that. Mm. Maybe they would know. Is that even a podcast anymore? I think so. Um, yeah, but it's only one of them. I think. Tough. Call her dad. Mm. Uh, <laughs> next one's Nick Ventura. Who's all going to AC? I'm going to AC for the first time, getting there Thursday night. What is there to do? Nothing. There's no gambling. There's no bars. There's no racing. There's nothing. Yeah. Uh, there's no you food. might as well just go. Ride. What is something I need to do while I'm there? Uh, gamble, drink beer, and race. And, uh, you need uh, to do the spinning wheel. Go to Hooters. Who do I get in contact with about merch and maybe even sponsoring a show? Uh, Brett. Yes. But yeah, no, Atlantic City this weekend, like we've talked about. Um, great time. We're staying at Bally's. There's Bally's, uh, the Wild West Bar. That's where we hang out. It's casino. There's drinking. There's racing. We usually va- uh, wander over to Tropicana for our annual stop there. Hooters. Um, there's Duck Tan, which is the only restaurant in Atlantic City that's open 24-7. And it's a um, bit of a sketchy walk, so just the... Uh... You keep your hands in your pockets, I guess. Yeah, head, on, head on a swivel. Don't make eye contact. Don't talk to the locals. Uh, we're getting there Thursday night as well, uh, Brad and I, with our lady pals. And uh, so let us know what time you're getting there, man. We, our first move is we usually go to Wild West for a beer or two and then walk over to Duck Dan. Mm. Um, Andy Sippy Byron back again for the boys. AC host hotel change for the production crew. Does that mean a change for BFP also? No, we are committed to Bally's for life. Yes, Bally's. Maybe well, this will be year like 11 of me staying there. And maybe this year I'll finally sign up for a rewards card. And maybe we could start getting a room for free every year. No, it's not that. No, that would be something. <clears throat> Next one's Cole Littlewood. He says for the pod, I've somehow landed a TQ ride for Atlantic city. Never been or haven't raced a TQ before any tips for the full AC experience. Yeah. Uh, don't suck. Make sure your life, well uh, your life insurance and health insurance is up to date. I don't, um, I think that that voids there. anyway. Because they're like, yeah, he died racing. Click. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Make sure your affairs are in order. Make sure you tell your wife or uh, girlfriend and kids if you have anything yeah. you love and them. And tell your wife about your affair. And <laughs> no, don't do that. It. Oh, Take that to the grave. <laughs> um, no, all right. So we'll stop bullshitting. Uh, Atlantic City is awesome for those that have never been. Um, it's the ultimate racecation, I think, for a yes. weekend trip because there's. Um, you know, there's gambling, there's drinking, there's racing, there's partying. You don't have to go anywhere. Like you can park your car at the hotel parking uh, garage. Yeah, you get there Thursday, you park it at the at Bali's, and then you don't get it until you leave again. Yeah. Yeah. Racing the TQs. I've never raced one, but I've been around them long enough. It's rough. It is full contact battle bots in a hockey rink. Um, they're very loud. They're open wheel. Don't hit uh, the guy's left rear with your right front because you'll be in the grandstands with us with your race car. <laughs> uh, seen that multiple times. They don't handle very well. In the um, <laughs> if you've got an extra layer of fireproof underwear, maybe slap that on underneath your fire suit. I think uh, you have to in New Jersey. Probably, yeah. That's yeah, no bullshit. Actually, make sure all your driving equipment is up to date in codes because yeah. they will confiscate your shit and, and won't let you race. I, I, I'm not, not, I'm not even date. joking. I think in the state of New Jersey, legally, you have to have fire retardant underwear and you have you to do? wear a headset. I don't that know about, anymore. I don't know about the underwear, but I know your fire suit's got to be up to code. Yeah. Uh, your helmet's got to be up to date. All your gloves. So make sure all that shit's right because I've seen them. They literally take it, yeah. and you don't get to race. Uh, the state police actually run that. It's not nothing to do with the indoor auto racing series. It's just the state of New Jersey in yeah. general. It's also the only state where you can't pump your own gas, so keep that in mind. 
for some goddamn fucking stupid reason. <laughs> Next one is uh, Pete Horzeppa. Question for either Jorge guest. Pet. Question for either guests while we already hung up on them or you guys are all the above in order to keep racing alive and well, it's very important to get our children interested in the sport. What can the major series as well as local short tracks do to increase kids exposure to racing and help build an interest in the new generation as racers and fans race minivans, put every race on Nickelodeon and slime the winner in victory lane or on an iPad. Hear me out. (laughs) We put dirt in the middle. Yeah. Put, put every race while it's live. Have it pop up as an ad on a child's game. Yeah. And make it, it make it make it interactive so they can play it. Yeah, play racing. I don't know, mm-hmm. man. It's tough. It just There's way it more to do to, now in this generation. It needs to not be so fucking expensive. Um, that's put a, that's put a really swing it. Set off a turn two. What the answer to that is, I have no idea. Like, I, I think that when we were all introduced to it, it was still very much cars that you could uh, associate with something you saw on the road. It was easy to go to a junkyard and get parts. Everything was very easily accessible. There were a million cars. And now, I mean, that was also back when you were only competing with maybe like your local baseball team and the movies. And now everybody has a cell phone to access to fucking literally everything and everything can be done right now. And that's what you're competing with. So I don't think we're the, uh, it, for me, it was easy. My dad raced. So it was like, that's all oh, I ever yeah. wanted to do. I never knew anything else. Never. <clears throat> so I don't know if I'm the guy that has the answers to that question. Unless just everybody who races a car have a kid. Yeah. And hopefully they like it. It basically and, just needs to not be so expensive and figure out how to compete with whatever your local, whatever is, and then go from there and expand. Mm. Next one's Mason Dunn. Uh, shout out to Connor O'Kresic for channeling his inner George Carlin oh, with the reference to old people fucking. Yeah, that was awesome. I meant to fucking ask Nassie if he felt like racing that, that like was, old people fuck. Yeah, I, I ask him something about that, I guess, but uh, completely spaced He's, on that. He says, Brad, what happens if you fuck like young people at race? Uh, you have a heart attack. You mm. last 30 seconds. <laughs> it's a short race. 30 yeah. seconds. Mm. Goddamn champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also says seconds. brad hope you enjoy your special delivery uh maybe you're getting the steven nasty card and not me i don't know sandy haley was at that race too and she asked for my address this morning so. no i i got a box in the mail from mason i, I kind of forgot that i did order a die cast um and it was specific it's a giveaway item for the live show but um completely spaced on it completely forgot about it so then i got home today to a nice box that was um uh her it name's was, Amanda. Have some respect. It, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, a United Postal Service uh, cardboard container that had written on it like it, it was like please handle with like love and intimacy right on the top of it, and yeah, then like the her sides name is of it. Amanda. All, we just went over this. The sides uh, of the box all said just like you're like fucking double-sided dildo and shit like literally uh, written in sharpie all around the side of it it was it grow was, up mason yeah it was a great little <laughs> gift that he gave me what was it it was just a, a gag gift if you will well well like what get it? It? oh no never mind it's part of the giveaway no, get it? Gag it. Gift? one of the giveaways yeah you gag on it yeah. what well said uh next question <laughs> liam flynn he wants to know which cup veteran do you want to see charlton hokey pokey mess up and piss off my vote is logano or bush because both no. aren't shy about getting back at someone oh logano's a pussy he just i don't know nice short generation now with kevin harvick gone who's left that's just gonna punch him in the face mm, tony Noah. stewart still <laughs> i bet Noah. Noah would slug him yeah but Noah's not really a veteran no would have to punch <clears throat> so high <laughs> yeah. yeah cooper's 11 2 like they're also like two. kind of friends aren't they um i don't know pseudo no idea 
I don't know. Um, I don't know. He'll piss somebody off and just yeah, get true X isn't going to swing. Yeah, water, watermelon Chastain will bop him on the button, I think. <laughs> <laughs> if he gets too unruly. Matt DiBenedetto. Uh, tough. He's going to be racing iRacing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Anyways. I love exploiting his stupid fans on social media. God. They care so much about that it, man for no reason. The, the favorite, the, My favorite part about that is that everybody has like this blinded love for him, and everybody I've ever talked to that's worked with him says that he is miserable well, to it work was, with. It was a cool underdog story. He was yeah. driving the Levine family racing, and he almost won that race, and that would have been cool. I mean, yeah. I think all of us at this table were rooting for him that night, and then he got the opportunity that he so deserved, and like he did no better than Harrison Burton. Like mm. you, which that's tough. Your your mids at best. Mm. Yeah. Um, sorry, Matt, you kind of stink. <laughs> I don't think he listens. It's fine. No. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, everybody at this table has just as many cup wins as Matt DiBenedetto. True. He is Very as true. good at racing in the Cup Series as he is as hiding as a fake fan in the Loudon fan zone. Brad, mm. Mm. Brad mm. you yep. sniffed that one out pretty quick. I did. Yeah, hundred percent. Very very quick. And uh, he also. Um, technically shouldn't even have a truck win because Brad Holmes won that one in front of the program. Allegedly. Brad Holmes won that race. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. Bet on yourself, literally and figuratively. Mm. Mm. King R- of pity. Ryan Thomas, he says, question for the pals. Where would one go to buy the pals around to Bud Light's post-race this weekend? God bless. Uh, Wild West Bar at Bally's will be there every night. Um, little pro tip for anyone that is going this weekend. Um, it's called the Wild West because there's no rules. Uh, if you're looking to save a couple bucks... Bring your own beer. They allow that. Oh, yeah. Pour your own drinks right in your room. Walk yeah. right down. Because I, I think I've told this story before, but there was one time that we all went, and I ordered a vodka Red Bull because, you know, uppers and downers. And I was just trying to stay awake, and the lady was like, that'll be, like, fucking, I don't know. $32. $28 <laughs> or something like that. I was like, no. Nah, I, I literally did the old man, like, no, I just want one. She's like, uh-huh. uh-huh. Mm. I was like, oh, my God, I'm never doing that again. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Brad will be wandering around the stands. I'm sure he'll be with the 48 TQ and Matt Janish. And like I said, we'll be at Wild West Bar Valley's uh, both nights post race. Next one, Tyler P for the boys on a scale of one to 10. How hard would you have beaten your kid if he cut <laughs> through the infield like that kid did at the Battle of the Barn? How many life flights are you expecting in Bristol for the Bang Banger Nationals? So this, uh, before we get into this one, this was going to be the weapon of the week uh, where comes, I wanted to bring up the weapon of the week. It comes back up later on if you want to mm. wait. I think okay, the worst Ryan part about it was he it. almost cleaned out that fucking corner worker. Oh, in one so and two. close. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. touch on it in Brian Hahn's question yeah. that comes up. Um, as far as the Bristol deal, I feel like they, they've done that short track nationals for a while now, and nobody's died that I know of. Uh, mm. I don't think anybody's died. I went to the first one of those. That was the first time I ever been to Bristol was when they did that. And you're seeing these late models go around there, and you're like, you watch it, and you're like, somebody is going to die mm. because those cars are not really made to do that necessarily. And we got into the infield, and almost instantly, they had some bang bangers out there. And you just, it was one of those you hear a pop, and then it wrecked like 10 minutes later. And you're like, that guy's dead. There's no way that guy's not dead. And he, the wreck started in turn, I guess, three, because they flipped the line around for some reason. So, like, the guy wrecked in three, and he wasn't done until one. Mm. So, Mm. Mm. yeah, I think there was three life flight situations just the one time that i went jesus yeah so so all of them over under five i'd say i take the (laughs) i take under on five but certainly over three Mm. Uh, three and a half Mm. over under three and a half 
Cody Geyer, he says, for the pod, why do almost all of Maine's racetracks have the same layout? I'm from the Midwest and have only been to Oxford, but judging from the videos, it seems like most racetracks look the same. Yeah, straightaways, non-existent. Don't really know why. Um, but Bangor, Wiscasset, Oxford, Beechridge, all were similar, and they're kind of just round. And, and uh, Wiscasset's got a fair amount of bank, but still the straightaways are, are would, non-existent. Well, I'd say there's more of a straightaway at Wiscasset compared to Yeah, but else. And then they pushed the walls back, which kind of took some of it away. Bangor's yeah. flat, and Bangor's just... Yeah, Unity. Yeah, Un- Unity was... Circle. Unity, I think, had straightaways because it was narrow. Um, Unity was fun. Uh, I've never spudded, much, so I can't really attest to that. Yeah, I think uh, spud's similar to Bangor. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. Just... Uh, it is funny because you cross the big the big green bridge in New Hampshire, and there there are no two tracks in New Hampshire or like I don't think. Yeah. No. Next no. question. I had, apologies to Caleb Bulletta. He asked uh, Mike Junior a question, and I missed it because I didn't write C or I didn't hit C more. Uh, he wanted to know what it would take for uh, him and Tom the Modified Guy to race Crown Vicks at Oxford. Oh. <sighs> five bucks I, I think i think yeah i think i think mike would have just probably responded with a ride not a, <laughs> looking for a ride i don't know so brian Hahn, we just started talking about the battle of the barn that was an indoor race this weekend that they raced go-karts flat carts champ carts four-wheelers lawnmowers tricycles bicycles dirt bikes shopping carts hair care and more yeah, <laughs> airport and hair and care tire center <laughs> <laughs> like foot i like they raced everything <laughs> hilarious fucking event i do try to tune into this every year when it's on because uh, i get reminded somebody will post something and it's hysterical so brian wants to know do we already have a weapon of the year with the little dude buddy in the flat cart race at the battle of the barn what a wild event in general flat carts motorcycles and lawnmowers anyways um Oh, he says he was looking forward to Steven running the car store. Well, we'll let him know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> we'll so we'll that, send him a letter back. So that Battle of the Barn, uh, one of the little Billy Fuckface light classes, I don't know what it was, just flat carts. Um, so they, they, they put coke syrup on the floor, obviously, to make it have grip. And I don't know if they put, like, cones or tires or whatever to mark the infield. Well, this kid just went full Brandon Ruzick, Ryan Borges, and just went to the other side. He got bumped out of the lead, and this kid just was fucking rage against the machine. Mm. <laughs> Set to kill. <laughs> Instead of staying in the racing groove, he takes the shortcut going through one and two, misses, mm. decides, oh, fuck it, we'll do it again in three and four. Almost cleans out the corner. Yeah, almost smokes an official. Gets him this time, wrecks the kid for the lead. Uh, third place goes on to win. And Well, he did cross the line first, mm. and then they disqualified. Oh, did they? I, yeah. I thought he got caught up in the spin. Uh, but either way, uh, I would beat my child to death, <laughs> probably. Uh, <laughs> they'd never... Okay, maybe I wouldn't do that, but like... My dad certainly into a coma. When I grew up racing, my dad was super fucking hard on me. Like that shit would have never flown. I'd have never raced again. I mean, I got almost got my go kart taken away for much, much less than that. Um, I didn't see it live. I didn't see. I assume the parents probably got mad at the other team and the other kids' parents because I guess there was a parent fight uh, after that. Of course, there was. Um, it's kids go karts. I guarantee that little Billy fuckface and the innocent victim, neither one of you are going cup racing anytime soon. So it's just. Uh, maybe beat your kid to death if he does that, but don't, <laughs> but don't fight the other parents. There, there it is again. Uh, so, so that was a uh, weapon of the year nominee. So we're going to roll into uh, weapon of the week, which is brought to you by uh, Clitty Clean this week. Ooh, stop. from from the same company. <laughs> <laughs> From the same company that's bringing colostomy bags to the masses, we proudly present Clitty Clean. 
Guys, are you afraid to go downtown because it might smell like brown town? Does the fear of flap fromage keep you from doing your manly duty? We have the answer. Our individually wrapped moist towelettes clean and deodorized that elusive little button so you can spend hours searching for it. Available in three flavors. Kiwi lime, green apple, and clam. Clitty clean. (laughs) Keeps that clitter... Keeps that clitter free of the litter. <laughs> Look us up at www.don'tfearthecheese.com. Brad read that out loud in the liquor aisle at Hannaford yesterday. <laughs> I did. Amanda got very upset. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? Who do you think? Yeah. Uh, damn, it, damn it, Scott. No. Uh, no? No, his real dad. Oh, Perry? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Perry sponsored weapon of the week. I do have a weapon of the week. It's mm. not the little Billy fuck face because that was a that's an easy layup. So this time I'm gonna go with the uh, other easy layup of uh, coldest day of the year. Six brisk six degrees negative wind chill probably uh, on Friday night and uh, there are two women just standing in the center of Portland with signs that just say cease fire. For what I don't, we, for doing, they, I don't know what Poland sucks. I, I don't even know what they're talking about. So mm. I, I mean, who's firing? Certainly, the, the best if, protests are ones that no one knows. What imagine you're, imagine you're like in the wild west. You're like in the wild west, and like fucking some dude just rolls in, starts shooting up the bar. You just hold up a sign. It's like seize fire. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, you, no, you can't shoot me now. Yeah, I'm like, sure. Uh-huh. I'm what sure. Are you doing? Whatever they were mad about was like, oh, some white women in six degree Portland, Maine, told us to stop fighting. We should do that. Do yeah. You, do you want to hear some shit? So speaking of this, the the homeless encampment deal that was by the bridge. Remember that fucking yeah. absolute fuck show down on Congress Street yeah. or Commercial Street? Well, so they were there for what would you say? A couple months probably. Oh, before they were time. eradicated. A couple two tree months, a long right? Time. Yeah. Too long, mm-hmm. right? Long enough to where once they were evicted from uh basically someone's front lawn, there was a rat problem. Mm. And we're not talking just regular rats. We're talking wharf rats. Yeah. And I don't know if you know what a wharf rat is or how big they are. They're the size of a cat. They're, yeah. <laughs> these are like Labradors This that are rats, basically. And they're fucking nasty. There is a petition going around to save the wharf rats <laughs> and to not kill oh them God. and evict blast them from those the things same with space. bird shot. What are we even talking like, about? Blast those things with what? bird shots and all the people that voted on that. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> like, we were talking about you know that what? yesterday. You know what? How about this? We catch them. It's your new pet. Yeah. You can have all of them. <laughs> yeah. How about that? We were yeah. talking about that yesterday while the three of us were watching football. And I said, let's, or somebody said, let's just pretend we're on their team. And then go catch them all. And I said, yeah. And then go dump them off the Casco Bay Bridge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah dump uh, them right at the And the, the reason they're center. so big is because they hang out, obviously, down on the water. And, and they're they, fucking gnarly, too. Yeah, they eat all the fucking gross food from all the restaurants and all the dead fish and dead fucking whatever. And they're literally and then rats they, and that then are they the open size up, of dogs. And then they open up a child casino that serves pizza. Yeah, nailed it. Mm-hmm. Right, Chuck E. Cheese that was is, a war That rat. is the same yeah. guy. Yeah. Charles Entertainment Cheese was a war <laughs> Charles E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah. To his mother and the judge. Uh, Mason Dunn followed up on Brian's uh, Patreon question saying he loves the rage from idiots on Twitter saying that the dude buddy needed his ass kicked when it was more than likely some eight-year-old kid. <clears throat> P.S. I hope Still. someone does that at Bartlett so Bobby has to rage on a kid. Yeah, I'll flip their go-kart over. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Don't do that shit at my racetrack. I, I think Bob might actually 
unstrap the kid, throw him in the infield, take his go-kart, throw it out in the parking lot, and then scold the child in front of his own parents. No, mm. it, it's my, my job at a race as a race director isn't to parent the kid. I'll kick him off immediately. Like, get mm. the fuck off the racetrack. But after you make, after they're back in the pits, that's not my problem. Mm. Mm. Huh, yeah. That's it for Patreon. Good old Patreon pals. Appreciate all yep. the Patreon pals coming, uh, bringing the heat this week. 20 questions. Mm. That's good. Or yeah. 20 comments, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, definitely bring the heat. Yeah, I don't know if there's much uh, house scheming that we need to... No, just you know, once again, hit it hard. If you're local to the main area, Eric's Church, Thursday, February 8th, 6.30 to 8.30, please come support us. Uh, we'll have merch there. We'll be... Uh, got a couple guests, I think, lined up. Definitely have one guest lined up. Yeah. Should be a good time. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be weird. We're going to just hit record and do the same thing that we always do, but there's going to be people in the background. Hmm. Be neat, probably. Mm. Yeah, and it's going to be it's gonna be weirder because, like... You're in a restaurant, but they said, yeah, just do your show. And yeah, we so, like, can we're say just going to be up there and just, yeah. We can say cunt? Yeah. That's yeah. really? an 18 plus event for that reason. Because we I were like, what if we say word. cunt? No. Uh, it's going to be 18 plus, but I don't really think they're going to check. Like, don't bring your six-year-old. But, like, if your kid's 14, if, if your kid's familiar with can what Chase we do. Go? Can, yeah. Probably, mm. right? His ears yeah. don't work yet, do they? Yeah. But, I don't know. I've never had a conversation with him. Really. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I assume they they must. Well, he definitely responds. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think like he right. can be there. <clears throat> well, uh, I, I just want to add one quick little thing here, not to uh, end everything on a depressing note here. But uh, on Tuesday of this past week, my mother passed away unexpectedly. Um, don't need to get into too many details, but I just wanted to say thank you to every single person that reached out in one form or another. Uh, heard from a lot of people, a lot of childhood friends that uh, she had an impact in their childhood as well too. Um, certainly. Uh, an impactful lady. Uh, she was uh, one that liked to party, uh, probably to a fault at points, uh, especially when you're a mother. Uh, but uh, uh, no, it was a uh, it was a weird week, uh, a tough ending to an already tough week. Um, but like I said, I just want to say thank you everybody that reached out. Uh, we had a, a service for her yesterday at her uh, old folks' home, retirement community, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was really cool. We got a bunch of food and everything. I fully expected like three people to show up and the room was full. Um, so that was really cool to see. She made a lot of friends in a a very short amount of time that she was there. Um, it was tough going through her stuff and getting it out of there and, uh, having to say goodbye one last time. But, uh, we now move on. And, uh, like I said, just thank you to every single person that reached out. And, uh, it was, a it was really cool to see all the people that, uh, had something to say good about her and remembered her from one way or another. And, uh, we now move on. Mm. That's it. So uh, thank you again. Appreciate that. This weekend, Atlantic City, once again, going yep. on year 14 for me. Mm. So I think I've gone, how many times? I've gone four? Yeah. Four or five the, the times. Years, they haven't all gone, just blend together. I haven't gone in a couple of years. Um, mm. Certainly one of my favorite trips. Can't go again this year, unfortunately, but... Uh, I think once Chase gets a little bit older, we're going to be doing some fun shit here again. So we introduce him to gambling at age four. Yeah, that's fine. We have. You just got to pick a color on the spinning wheel. Yeah, we don't worry about things like pull that. the lever. Sanborn racing prizes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's uh, he's got he's got a little bit of growing up to do, and we're going to be doing some fun stuff here as a as a family. And once he's old enough to kind of hang out, I think we're going to be hitting it pretty hard here yet again. So. Um, I'm excited for that shit, but you guys are going to have a good time for sure. Atlantic city never disappoints. Uh, the racing is always phenomenal. It's the, the, sh- it's a show. I mean, they, I think they even say in the driver's meeting every year, it's like, yeah, we understand that this is a race, but we are not here to put on a race. We're here to put on an entertaining product. And, 
they certainly do that and with atlantic city the sights and sounds and all that shit that's already there to begin with and then you mix in some race cars and degenerates it's always a good time for sure yeah, yeah if, there, if there's a an event that almost single-handedly encapsulates everything we are about here at black flag podcast it's the atlantic city indoor race 100 yep. Th- three days of just being wide the fuck open yep. and that's it looking forward to it yep yeah. we'll see you guys next tuesday episode 255 yep don't get me wrong i am what i are or whatever he said <laughs> race car race car here we go race car